Hey. Hey. What's going on? Not too much. Are we all wearing some sort of bleached tie-dye shirt? Are we really? Yeah. Oh, look at us. <laughs> look at that. I Bunch mean, I nerds. saw y'all were tweeting at each other what you were going to wear. So, you know, I had to, <laughs> had to join in on the gang. Yeah. Gang vocals. <laughs> what are your guys' shirts? If they're if we're all tie-dyed. Mine's a Spice Girls shirt. Hell yeah. Mine's house on or house by the cemetery. I don't know what House by the Cemetery is, I'll be honest with you. It's a Fulci horror movie. Oh, well, there you go. See? Ba-boom! Ba-ba-boom! Both our shirts are very on-brand for us, so... What are you using, Chris, for recording? What am I using for recording? A laptop. Okay. I was just checking. Do you have... And and I have my AirPods in. I don't know if the audio is very good. Is it? So you're not echoing, which meant I could tell you weren't using just, like, the laptop only. Yeah, but your voice is your voice is all right. It's not bad. I just wanted to make sure it's clear. It's yeah, you're it it sounds like you're not using like a mic setup, but that's fine. It it, you would you won't be the first. You won't be the last. And as long as you're not echoing, I don't really care. So yeah, that's what I was worried about. And I can clean it up. I can clean it up in post a little bit to make you sound a little bit clearer. So if you could make me sound like Shania Twain, that'd be incredible. Yeah. Okay. On it. Yeah. I want people to listen to it and say that don't impress me much. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I want people to listen to me like, I don't know that Shania Twain listened to Gulch. That's sick. <laughs> well, they're never going to see this. So they won't know you're wearing it. Well, now they'll know you're wearing a gold shirt. <laughs> yeah. So, Chris, did, did you realize when you were setting this up with, with Danny that that it was the same podcast that you were trying to get on months ago with the guy that, no. that Wes linked you up with? Because that's me. No. Nope. Because I, well, <laughs> yeah. I know it's you now. But yeah. like... Uh, I had no idea. So oh. it was so funny when when uh, Danny was like, hey, let's talk about Turnstile. I was like, okay, sick, absolutely. And then I, all the piece, it was like, you know, I had all the red string going everywhere on the wall with papers. And I was like, the final piece of the puzzle connected. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's all making sense now. Yeah. I was excited yeah. we got you. Yes. Yeah. Dan- I, said. I said, I, I said to Danny, I said, I don't know if Chris realizes it's the same podcast. Nope. And, and he goes, do you guys have beef? And I was like, no, no, no. I just we we were trying so to <laughs> we were trying to uh schedule something a while ago and I was being flaky and not texting him back right away and you know. Oh, that's okay. And then and then when I like you said, "Okay, let's set up a date." And I I think I just like forgot, I'll be honest. And then and then here we are. So we're, Hey, it all worked, you know. It all worked out in the end. I wanted Can you me? on because I know you like heavy music. Thank like you. from your TikToks. By the way, and you guys nice. are just fun to talk to. We have a special guest on, Chris. I guess we should announce that because we're already recording, so we could use. Well, I, this. I'm gonna. I, I normally you have some sort of theatrical uh, way that you start the show, so I wasn't. I don't know how much of this pre-talking will even. I be. want the Shania Twain stuff in for sure. So why? Well, yeah, go, it's, all, <laughs> it all, it's all in. Of course, hell yeah. And I saw you were excited when you got the turnstile. I was like, "Ooh, that's who I want on for the turnstile episode." So yeah, in fact, I have it sitting right here too, just like to make sure that we're all. Oh, see, he's got props. Yeah, I'm ready. Mine's buried in the collection. I didn't pull it out. Uh, uh, the audacity! The I audacity have you have! <laughs> I don't and Josh, have best of luck with finding it. Yeah. Well, they're they're insanely hard to find right now. You'll learn that I might not be buying it as we go through here. <laughs> I know. 
I, it's okay. That's okay. You know what? <laughs> Opinions are like armpits. Everyone has them and they stink. Everyone's got two and they stink. Not everyone has two. Don't worry. It's not as bad as I'm making it sound. I like uh, hyping up my... When I know my opinions aren't going to be the same as Danny's, I like to scare him at the beginning. So Good. Yeah. It's worked. I'm terrified. Here's what's going to keep you alive. Yeah. So this Global. is episode 42 of Beside Ourselves. And yeah, we've already kind of buried the lead here, but we are joined by our guest all the way from Mountain Time, uh, Chris, who is... Uh, Chicken and Waffles Forever on TikTok and Chicken and Vinyl Forever on Instagram. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited. One of my favorite people on TikTok. I'll say that now. You and is that your, who's your friend that's you've done videos with? Uh, uh, Vinyl Pick Stooge. One. I mean, yes. Vinyl Stooge, yeah. who also puts out stellar content. I always say that he's my big brother, even though we're not actually related. But it's it's fun because we do mildly look alike. So, so vinyl and stooge, chicken and waffles forever. Uh, Ross didn't do it, and mm-hmm. uh, what's the one dude that's really good at making sure we're all putting him in inner sleeves? <laughs> J James. Oh, Jay got no vinyl. Yeah, yeah. You four are the reason I started doing vinyl stuff on TikTok because before oh I was just going to do horror stuff and you know stupid videos, but I was like. Well, I have a giant collection, and this is the community I really like to be in. So, <laughs> absolutely, I I made a bunch of TikToks before I started making stuff about vinyl, and when I started making stuff about vinyls, when people actually started watching. So, well, I what's funny it. is I did vinyl for the past. I've done it for a couple months now. Like I'm still fairly new to TikTok, learning things as I go. But every time I post something horror related, it gets way more views. So I'm like, well, maybe I should. Oh, interesting. I could. I am still going to switch back and forth and do like horror oh, yeah. and vinyl. Do whatever but... you want. Yeah, whatever. Oh, that was fuck ever. <laughs> it's not I'm... actually the B sides TikTok. It's my personal one, so I don't. I don't <laughs> care. Yeah, you do you. I. I mean, your your personal brand is part of this, even if uh, you know, it's not technically a vinyl thing, right? So. <laughs> I your your TikTok is um so I'm I'm a more uh, modest vinyl collector and um probably have like 150 records or something like that um and uh but man watching your video like I usually know like one out of every 10 bands that you say what they are <laughs> um it reminds me of when I was talking to Wes Allen and I said, when you list bands, I think you're just, you could be making stuff up. I'd have no idea. Like, um, and that's, yeah, that's so on funny. me. That's I'm just so I'm impressed. I was like, he knows more, he knows more bands in like five videos than I know in reality. Um, and I'm just, yeah, no, you just have so like, you have your, you, you just have so much. And I'm, I'm just, I'm like one day, one day I'll, I'll be like half, I'll have half that. And that'll be really cool. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, like I, I love all kinds of music. I, most of my like stuff I talk about is like metal or hardcore related. Um, but my tastes are everywhere, and so I love getting into underground of anything I can get my hands into. Yeah, well, and I, you, the, I think the first thing that I saw on your Instagram that I connected with was you posted about "Take This to Your Grave," which is like, it's probably my favorite album. Um, so and and then. I started watching your TikTok after that, and I was like, "Oh, hey, he has a he has a broad range because that's like he's like here's a here's something about the Wonder Years, here's something about Fall Out Boy, here's something about My Chem, and then here's fifteen metal and hardcore bands I've never heard of, and it's, <laughs> it's just it's very cool." So, and you have that starting line album. Oh, 
<laughs> my gosh, did I work so hard for that freaking record? <laughs> it's on my dream list. I and you, those are so hard to find. Not even just like cheap, like just one available someone is selling. I only got mine through a friend who was selling his entire collection. And he sent uh, me, he sent me his list. He's like, hey man, it's not my thing anymore. Here's the whole list. And I was like, I don't care what you want for uh say it like <laughs> you mean it from the from the starting line. I will pay it. And so yeah, it was not cheap. Uh, it was, it's a great no, I can imagine, even if it's a yeah. friend, like I wouldn't sell that cheap oh, either. Yeah. It wasn't cheap, but I want great any, of those, any of those old drive-through records albums. I want. Oh man, like drive-through want, records used to be the bomb. I want early, early November, like mm-hmm. all, their first EP, their first couple of albums, anything from the starting line, homegrown. I would be. I want Finch, and I missed out on getting Finch back when it got pressed, <sighs> and I'm not going to pay the three hundred or plus dollars. <laughs> in in record collecting, you have grails, right? You know, there's something that you're working for really hard, and then there's a step above, and you have unicorns, which are you're never going to find one. What it is to burn by Finch, I've given up on ever finding like a yeah. normal priced one. So what's ever, oh sorry. What's the hold? Like, what's the? Is there a, a roadblock of some sort with drive-through records? Because I feel like a lot of other stuff from that era. Like, I don't know if it's like another record company will buy the rights to press it or whatever, and then they they press it. Like, we see all sorts of other pop punk from that era getting pressed now, and like on se- like s- several times now. Like we were talking about uh, Yellow Card Ocean Avenue that one time, and it was mm-hmm. like at that time it had been repressed like four or five times or something. So like, is there, is there some, someone being stingy who holds, holds the rights or do you guys know, or. Well, drive through got bought out by a big record company. And then I'm just assuming that I don't know why they're not pressing. They just don't care right enough. Now, right now vinyl's hot. Like yeah. they could, they could press something corporate leaving out a window and sell it for crazy amounts. And people would be like, all right, I will pay that because I want that album. Yeah. No, and and with vinyl right now, production's a joke. So like, even if you do get the rights to something, and you do get the ability to press it through a plant, you're you're betting on like a year before you see it, which is the longest it's ever taken. And so, a lot of people right now are sort of saying, "I don't want to try right now because I'm not going to make money for one year until mm-hmm. I can actually have the records in hand." So it's a little bit hard. Yeah. You can do pre-orders. I'll pre-order it and wait a year. <laughs> this happened. I was like nerds like us pre-order stuff all the time. I just my, pre-ordered. My pre-order list is thirty-six records long. <laughs> mine was thirty-six, and everything's come mine. in now, except for like five records I'm waiting on. I'm like, oh no, oh, I, I need to start pre-ordering again, but nothing's being dropped. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got my feelers out for Lil Nas X as soon as that gets pressed on vinyl because I want oh, that. Yeah. But nothing. I think the furthest out I have is a uh, the. Uh, Aaliyah album I pre-ordered is coming out in April 2022 is what they said. Oh, wow. Aaliyah's great, though. That'll be worth the wait. Yeah. Oh, no, totally. I mean, you couldn't get her any of her stuff uh, until like a couple weeks ago anyway. So Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. None of her stuff was on. Well, I think one of her like four albums were on digital because there was um, issue with her estate and the record company that, you know, but they they squashed it or figured something out and they released a bunch of merch and a bunch of vinyl and everything's on Spotify. Now it's great. So that's great. Speaking of like hard to get vinyl. So turnstile, I, I heard <laughs> bringing us back in. Well, yeah, I want to bring us back in, but also like I heard the like two songs before it dropped. And I was like, I really like these. I don't know much about turnstile. Like mm. I like some older hardcore New York hardcore scene, but not enough yeah. to like 
I didn't know anything about them. And I walked into my record store, found sound, and they had one on the shelf. And I was like, I'm going to grab this. And then the next day I was like, oh, I see. It's so hard to find. That was the luckiest, like, just walk in and find situation ever. Yeah. No, the the freaking new turnstile, man. In fact, just quick story. Um, So same thing. I know of turnstile. I've known about them for years, but like, it's never been my thing. And I just think it's okay. Because turnstile is more known for their live performance than they were for how they sound on the records. Um, But same thing. A couple of the new songs came out and I was like, this is new for turnstile and I'm kind of digging it. So it, and but like pre-orders for this album were gone instantly. Like just the pre-orders were out in like minutes. And so uh, when I found out one of my local stores had it, they got like four copies in that day. And I was like, oh, four copies, you know, I'll just saunter on over there whenever I feel like it. So I call and they're like, we have three on hold and there's one still sitting here. And I was <laughs> like, okay, can I have it? And I'm, and this is this record store that I'm talking about is like, 50 minutes away from where I live. And so the guy's like, he's like, how fast can you be here? And I was like, in like 40 minutes, he's like, okay, if you can be here that fast, I'll let you have it. But if you cannot, I'm not going to hold it for you. So it was like a race against time for the damn turnstile <laughs> album. And then when I get there and I buy it, uh, the guy's holding it. He was just like, I just want to say thank you to you for buying our last one. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. Why? And he was like, this record's made my day a living hell because so many people have walked in here and found out we don't have any available and like gotten angry at us. <laughs> and so, and then uh, I got the last one that, that store had. And then the I went to that store later, you know, like a week later and the same guy was there and he was just like, it's been miserable. People come in all the time asking and they're, it's never here. And I have to tell them we'll probably never get them. So good luck. And they just walk away mad because you can't find them anywhere right now. Ah, oh, we were so lucky. Yeah. Well, they'll they'll have to press it again if it, if there's that much demand, right? I mean, you would think, well, yeah. yeah. But there's there's plenty of albums out there that have never been pressed twice. Iowa by Slipknot, great example. That you would think, oh my gosh, they could be making so much money, and they just don't do it. Oh, so annoying. yeah, I was thinking with my rational brain, I guess. It, it, <laughs> and, and, and you know, when you're talking about music fans, rationality needs to be thrown out the window. You know, hundred percent. Yeah. I want any of those early Slipknot albums. They're kind of grails for me. The first one more. I mean, Iowa is good, but yeah. yeah, the the first Slipknot album is my favorite one. I don't have any of them on vinyl though. None. I have the newest album just because you can still get that in stores. Or oh you yeah. Could. I don't know if you kill any more, but I think you can. Which get... which album has duality on it? Volume that's three. A newer. Yeah. Well, it's that's... not even that new anymore. <laughs> No, that's old. <laughs> yeah, Man, that's I feel old. If I know the song, I don't think it's if it's it's new. So <laughs> that's a great album, though. Um. So yeah, my personal history is even less than than your guys is. I don't. I had never heard of them, and Doug, I think Doug suggested them to me because I was showing him a melodic hardcore band that I like, and he's like, "You might like Turnstile." And then um, the only other thing that I know about them is that someone took a poop in their one of their pits at their show recently. So um, I was like, I have to bring that up because um, that's the one thing that I know. The shit pit. That is the funniest story in the world, too. That was like the best day to be active on social media was the day someone pooped in the turnstile pit. <laughs> and I've heard it was like horrible. It, we're not talking just a little turd nugget. Like I heard somebody like lost their guts and it went everywhere and got on the stage. Yeah. Oh wow! 
It's a hard yeah, people were throwing it. Yeah. I haven't been to a hardcore show in so long. Back in the early 2000s, I saw The Bled. And that's, that's about awesome. the last hardcore show I've like, like hard hardcore show I've been to, which was great. Yeah, the Bled rules. They, didn't they just play that Furnace Fest just barely? Yeah, I think. Yes, yeah. and they were at Riot Fest, and I, oh, that's another one. Pass the Flask. I want that album so bad, but that's mm. another like, if I'm willing to drop two hundred dollars, maybe. Yeah, but, for real. The Bled's great. Yeah, but yeah, that that Turnstile show, someone pooped at man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've I've been to plenty of shows. I've seen some gross stuff. I've never seen someone poop in a pit before. So they must have played the brown note. That's that's the only thing. That, that makes is sense. really really funny. South Park's like my favorite. So congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I do what I Let, can. Let's get into glow on. Or do you got any? You do. You, do you have any the, the stat sheet is very short. Fourth studio album released uh, about a month ago on August twenty seventh, and um, it hit number 30 on the billboard 200 album chart oh it hit a chart i, I didn't think it was 30 hit. top top 50 i mean yeah. for turnstile especially it's super impressive once well, especially since no one can buy the album because it's sold out everywhere yep <laughs> all right so i i'll uh, i'll lead through because i feel like you guys have stronger opinions than me so okay. uh track number one mystery yes right yes. out the gate this is a banger Every Amen. musician shines on this. I just want to go through this real quick. Daniel Fang on the fucking drums is already blowing my mind in this track. Uh, Brady Albert and Patrick McCroy. Sorry if I screw any of these names up with them. Those the thick, sexy guitar power chords just like right in your fucking face right off the bat. Franz Leon with sweeping bass lines. I, I'm a bassist. I like bass. I don't feel like the bass was my favorite in this whole album. I feel like the drums just blew me away more than anything because the drumming yeah. and the drum machine Ooh. do you know the story of turnstiles bassist no but he's cool i've seen the music videos and i like but so here's just a quick fun fact about turnstile the the like the other dudes besides the bassist they've known each other since they were like either 10 years old or in college so they've all been friends for a super long time but they didn't have a basis for a really long time and then uh like a like a set in stone basis and then the guy that plays bass for them now he snuck onto their tour bus when or their van when they were on tour and insisted that he should be in the band and he did not play bass before so he learned to play it so he could be in turnstile and now he is and so like the, when when you listen to the bass there's a few songs i would agree the bass isn't as strong but like when you listen to it you're like this this guy like cheated his way into the band by making up the fact <laughs> that he could play the bass and that's rad i mean the bass isn't terrible it's just not shiny yeah, like it's, ever... and it's it's super hard to tell on some songs it's even there yeah uh then you got brandon yates giving us the old kick in the heart with power that his vocal range in this album is insane. Yeah. <sighs> and, Especially compared to like other turnstile albums. This one yeah. was like, they're on their game. I tried to go back. Cause I wanted to know, like, I don't mind it. I listened to their last album and I was like, this isn't bad, but it's not, it's not glow on like this album yeah. is kicking me. Yeah. The thing about old turnstile is that like, you have to like a very particular style of hardcore to like old turnstile. Which same thing. I love hardcore throughout the ages, um, but there's there's that like very particular like DIY uh, kind of attitude toward our old turnstile that is probably like my least favorite part of hardcore is because I'm a big fan of like 2000s trapped under ice have heart kind of stuff, and like, and early turnstile is not that you know. So uh, when you listen to like mystery, it is such a step up for them because it's so like the riff throughout that whole out that whole song 
is just so strong. And it, you, you just, oh, it's such a great way to start that album. I don't like Madball, and I know they're one of the bigger New York hardcore yeah, bands, I and I feel like that was kind of tricking me off. But like, I like Sick of It All. There's some songs of Sick of It All I like, and Gorilla Biscuits are great. But yeah, Gorilla Biscuits rules. I can't think of any other New York hardcore bands off the top of my head, but those that yeah. So I never really like looked at New York as. I mean, I know they have a hardcore scene, a very big hardcore scene, but I just didn't think I got into it. Yeah. This song hit me weird because I knew they were a hardcore band, but I, like I said, I didn't know any of their songs. And Danny said, Hey, I want to do this album. And we put it on the car when we were on the way to the used show. And nice. um, I was like, what is this? This doesn't sound like, this doesn't sound like the stereotypical hardcore sound that I have in my brain. Um, and I was like intrigued. And I feel like we, that vibe continues through the rest of the album, but the, I, I just, I don't even, I don't even, and obviously I feel like I just don't know, maybe I don't know the sub genres of hardcore well enough to recognize those things, but I was like, it was a delightful surprise that it wasn't like when Danny said, let's do this hardcore band album. And I was like, okay, maybe, maybe that'd be cool. And um, yeah, no, I was, I was surprised by the sound. And I feel like this is a, this is like a great intro into how this album is different than what I thought it would be. I don't. I so background for you, Chris. Um, I I like heart music that's hard. I just don't like screaming and growling and stuff. Like I like to be able to tell what you're saying. Um, no, nothing against. I know you like a lot of bands that sound like that. Um, yeah, I'm trying not to I get just, mad. No, yeah, don't, please don't. Yeah, please don't be mad. You can't see his uh, face, listeners, yeah. but he's pissed. He's so mad. <laughs> steam coming out of his ears. Just, steam, um, yeah. just for me, because I'm like uh, I like singing along and. And I like uh, lyrics and stuff, so I—that's more my jam. So, like, yeah. if I can get hard music that I can also know, like, I can tell what you're saying and stuff, and follow along, that's perfect for me. So, a lot of times I get boxed out of that by the vocalist because they're not doing that. But and yeah. I, I and I'm okay with some screaming. Just I, like I I love bands that do screaming and clean vocals. Like, yeah. cool, go for it. Um, I just need some clean vocals. So, yeah, for a hardcore band to hit with me, they need to have a breakdown that's memorable. You know, mm -hmm. that's what got me into the blood or like Norma Jean way back in the day. Like, yeah. if you have a breakdown that's like insane or just like really cool and off tempo or just something different, I'm instantly hooked. It doesn't it doesn't matter if I'm like not loving your like screams. You give me a good breakdown. I'm like, yes. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Heck yeah. And I'll just take it all. Give me all the hardcore. Love it, no matter what. Scream yeah. about whatever you want. I'm into it. Yeah. Hey, man. I the, When I don't go to a show, that's one more ticket you can buy. So it's, you know. <laughs> well, I've got a question uh, for you, hardcore fan. How do you feel about As I Lay Dying still playing music? That's a good question. <laughs> I feel like that that could be a two-hour discussion in itself. Um, <laughs> I'll give a quick answer, though. So I love As I Lay Dying. Uh, they were huge to me growing up. In fact, I think they were maybe like the third metalcore band I ever listened to. Um, and we all know what happened with As I Lay Dying and uh, all of that jumbo mess. And then when they got back together, um, it was sort of like, I, I personally did feel like there was a bit of a double standard with we should bully Tim. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, he did try to have his wife murdered. I understand that. But just, I, you know, 
I felt like from the metal community, there was so much of a double standard because I was like, I can name, you know, 40 other musicians that have done much worse things that we put very high on pedestals. And he didn't actually kill anybody. He just tried to. Anyway, <laughs> um, they came back. They did the reunion. I saw them twice uh, when oh, after they got back together. Mm-hmm. And they were great. It was it was mostly the original lineup. Um, but what's so odd about As I Lay Dying is that once the pandemic hit, they went very quiet. And it was just sort of like, oh, okay, you know, maybe they've just kind of given up. And then, what was it, a week or two ago, one of the original members who played guitar quit officially. And he said, you know, I'm done with Azalea Dying. He's the, like, I don't know if anybody knows this. He's like the curly-haired guitarist. Um, and he said something very cryptic when he quit. And he just said something like, I'm not going to name names or say anything too specific, but you should all know that some pretty messed up opinions come from the people in that band that I can no longer support. And so when you think about it, he was willing to get back with someone that was freshly out of prison, right? Yeah. So as time goes on, it makes you wonder what else is going on in that band that like he couldn't stomach anymore. (laughs) So they they just put out a new song a few days ago. I listened to it. It was fine. No, I listened to it too. That's what made me think of it because Shadows and Frail Words was one, like I loved those two albums back in the day. Yeah. Like they were heavy. They were amazing. And then obviously after the whole prison thing. I was like, nope, I'm done with that band. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I, I, I feel like a hypocrite sometimes with the bands based on the morality of the people in them that I listen to, because I also love, you know, like black metal that's literally made by murderers and, and uh, uh, you know, satanic people and uh, all kinds of stuff. But then I'm just like, oh, Tim's a bad guy. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just a giant hypocrite because There's I think wrong with satanic people. <laughs> I know. Right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the the thing about it is it's it's a little bit hard for me to to be okay with certain things and not okay with other things. I don't know, but let the let the let the as I lay dying kids and then, okay. The other thing too, let well just a quick soapbox, everybody. <laughs> there's there's this group of bands in my mind that I don't know why they're still playing because I think we as a society have moved on from the need for them. And as I lay dying, I believe falls under that umbrella. Where you know what? Yes, they were so sick 15 years ago, but it's like there's so much better music now that it's almost like, I, do we even need As I Lay Dying anymore as a society? Or have we moved on from kind of like the frat bro metalcore that existed back in the day? Okay, I'll stop. I feel Turn the same style. way. <laughs> I feel the same way about Bleeding Through. I loved that yes! one, that one Bleeding Through song was great. And then they keep putting out music now, and I'm like, oh. It's fine, but it's just like, it's the same story, different day. It's like new 18 Visions. Like, everyone's just like, ugh. You're, oh, you're God, fine to break up. <laughs> Nostalgia is a hell of a drug. I think hey, that's man. Good. Have you thought about marketing that phrase? Put them on a hat. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm sure I didn't. I'm sure in this moment it came to my brain, but I'm sure someone else has said it before. I can't take credit. <laughs> Plus, I'm wearing a Spice Girls shirt, so... Yeah. <laughs> hey, Sporty Spice is on Dancing with the Stars. It's culturally relevant right now. Yes, she is. We stand Mel B in this house. That's it's Mel C, but that's okay. Oh my gosh, the audacity! How I'm dare sorry. you? <laughs> Boot him from the show. All right, track two, <laughs> Blackout. Yes. Do you want me to start? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm just. I'm just mopping up at the end here. All right, I'm, I'm introducing, and then I'll get if you if there's something I wanted to say that you guys didn't already say, I'll hit it at the end. All right, my God, 
that echo guitar on the chorus still gives me goosebumps after so many listens. Yeah. Uh, that cowbell, that like Latin cowbell sound that goes on after the chorus is sick at the 200 or 200, two minute and 14 second mark when breakdown. Uh, just, oh, yeah. I just want to rage. Uh, it's so I good. Think, but I then you also feel like, happy. Exactly. I think Blackout's a really good example of you don't need to overcomplicate good hardcore. It is like on the simpler side, but it's just played really well to the point where it hits in a good mood. It's not like an angry song, but it just like is it. It's a good song. Yeah, and I love the lyric. Like, or hold on, does it make you happy, or does it make you feel alive? Well, I'm happy to provide. I'm like, yeah, you are. You're providing, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Woo! Provide it. Provide it. <laughs> Chris, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's kind of how I feel about the whole the album as a whole. But and and I think this song does it better than than most um this might this might be my favorite song on the album i'm not sure um but just like um nothing i don't feel like most of the songs on here are super complicated lyrically or like musically but they've they've found the right spot and like all this even though none of it is complicated it's all of it is catchy and all of it is like and i and i think what you said earlier um about them being a live band like this i i have like medium feelings on this on this album but i feel like watch like watching them play live would be like a, a party i watched absolutely i watched some clips of them playing in a park like oh my god the show looks i want to see them live so bad yeah i've never seen prince not live either um i've heard this great story though that one time the drummer played in a hospital gown and everyone was like, oh, is that like a costume? And, and he had come from the hospital after hurting himself the night before. And he just he just got to the show as fast as he could. So he didn't have time to change. And that was like, that's so turnstile that he, they don't care about safety. They just want to have fun. And in fact, odd transition. I feel like that is just the mood of this record, too. It's not about writing perfect music. It is about having fun music. Because I think sometimes in modern hardcore, fun gets lost you know you're trying to either talk about politics or you're trying to talk about mood or the scene or you know unity but it's sometimes it's like well we just also just want to smile and like dance and and i think this turnstile record like brings fun back into hardcore oh yeah it's just such a fun record it is you can't like not smile listening to it it makes you smile i saw a description that said it's dream bedroom core alt rock as their genre for this album like i i guess and i do agree in a weird way like that's what's funny is like i i could see it <laughs> as, as ridiculous as pigeonholing genres is that is really funny dream bedroom rock or bedroom core alternative rock yep that's something yeah <laughs> i i i also really love the the cowbell and like the there's a couple other silly sounds in there that i was just like especially hearing that this early on the on the album i'm like okay this this band has like a silly fun vibe that i that i'm cool with so yeah what what's also really sick about this record is that turnstile uh you know they're not looking to like create a new style of hardcore but they almost like did with this because it, it's an, an entirely new way to look at hardcore a genre that's already oversaturated in similar sounds and similar breakdowns and similar whatever have you but it's super cool that they've been able to just in the pandemic write something this game changing. Yeah, agreed. 
<laughs> All right, track number three, Don't Play. I actually have something to say that I want to make sure I say it first so so no one steals my thunder because I thought I was very smart. Uh, <laughs> I, I said that this song is if a hardcore band did a, a reggaeton song. Like this, I feel like the beat is like a has that kind of like Daddy Yankee uh, beat to it. I get Th- that, yeah. Thoughts? Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I'm so smart. I'm a hardcore yeah. guy now. Okay. <laughs> my notes You're are. It down. You're a professor. Yeah. Fuck. They really don't play on this track. Oh, <laughs> like the guitar solo, the piano behind Yates, the don't play shouts, and then I love how like. That first section feels like a like '90s punk song, and then it goes straight into like this '90s alternative chugging guitar. Yeah, yeah. I love the piano on this song. I was shocked how like much I like the piano in a turnstile song. <laughs> it, it hit really well, and yeah, like the like just the don't play shouts and everything. I don't know. That was very like this is amazing. <laughs> That's all I got on this. Yeah, me too. Okay. Um, well, I said mine first, so I yeah, that's it. Just makes me want to dance. It's it's good. Let's. Yeah. We we need to we need to uh, we'll meet in the middle somewhere, like uh, somewhere in the the more western Midwest, and go to a turnstile show together. Maybe like St. Louis or something. Go to a turnstile show together. Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, next track four, underwater boy. Yeah. <sighs> this is my favorite song on the album. Is it really? It is. Uh, I don't. It's, uh, I don't even know. Like the sounds they add in the chorus make me feel like we're actually in like a submarine listening to a band, <laughs> and like the whoop. Did you guys know the like songs a... about Aquaman? Oh, is I read it? that online. Yeah, it's about Aquaman. I didn't know that. That's no, awesome. I didn't know. I'm. He's I'm shit posting. Son of a gun! I was so ready. <laughs> I was. You so got me. Convinced. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, dang it. I'm done with this. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> the underwater boy. <laughs> I mean, now we're even most... for you saying Mel B. We're even for. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most least hardcore song really on the album. I mean, it's kind of yeah. like the two step chorus feel, but it's just so chill. But it's, yeah. I love it. I feel like Underwater Boy, especially, is like where people that love indie rock could be like, oh, I could get into this. Like, it's yeah. a great. It's a great, like, if you're doing a Venn diagram, it's a great middle section for multiple fans of multiple genres to like it. It's a gate. This is a, your gateway. This is your your door into the hardcore scene. Yeah, literally. You start off and you're like, yeah, Death Cab for Cutie is my favorite band. And then in two weeks, you're pooping in a, tar- a turnstile pit. So, <laughs> is that a thing that, we have yeah, to do now? Th- you have that to might be. <laughs> that might be what happened. It was someone that, that came in and didn't know what to expect, you know. And uh, Death Cab is uh, a band that I went and saw in almost fell asleep during so um i could see you know someone that if they're if they're into that and then they go to turnstile yeah they might poop it rocks so hard it shit their pants exactly i didn't mean it ben it was fine it just wasn't for me ben gibber ben gibber listens to this he might listen (laughs) yeah no chris caraba does listen but uh ben gibber does not so yeah thank heavens we all prefer chris caraba in this group (laughs) chris caraba's like like he, he what was it danny did uh did their official instagram like like one of our posts or something and i was they like oh, he listens about the episode about yeah we did he listens so i yeah. i reference him listening every it's a it's a gag yeah <laughs> further seems forever is gonna play in your garage someday it's gonna be great 
Oh, whoa. Ooh, we got he went you. way back in time. <laughs> I'll they... say it was the best thing he did. Okay. Anyway. Whoa. <laughs> we can debate that. Hot takes. Mind further seems further. Hot be wrong. takes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Unless you got more. Anyone got anything else? I don't have much to say because I love the song. Yeah. I feel like the songs I really loved on the album, I wrote like two sentences for. And then the songs, I mean, I liked every song on this album, but there's some yeah. that I wrote a lot for and some I did not. My, yeah. my, I, I'm normally the research guy and it was it's hard to research a new album. So I, I don't have as yeah. much as I normally do either. So. And Turnstile's an infamously quiet band. They do not do a lot of interviews. They do not like to talk about their stuff very much. That's weird. Like, I understand not talking about yourself. Like you want to be a mystery, that's cool. But like you want to promote your music, get out there and talk about your yeah. music. Yeah. All right. Track number five, Holiday. By Green Day. No. By, by exactly. Madonna. There's like a million holiday songs out there. <laughs> holiday. Keep going, don't stop. Celebrate. <laughs> I don't know I if I know anything after that. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I, I know the chunk from the wedding singer because yeah. I don't want yeah. the original one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, holiday. So the drum machine and the soft guitar give me massive early incubus vibes in this song. Um oh, and, okay. it, and it breaks into some heavy breakdowns, and I love that. Daniel Fang's drumming is massive on this uh, this track and the whole album, but this track especially the I, I normally like point out when hi hats annoy me. Cause you'll hear it like in a lot of songs, you'll just hear the hi hat constantly. But in this, I'm like, all right, it all works. Everything works. The production on this damn album is so squeaky perfect. Absolutely. And and Holiday was like one of the first singles off this album, I believe. It was one of the and reasons I like, bought it. Yeah, it, I was about to say this is what hooked me. This song like was so huge that I was just like, okay. I'm willing to dedicate myself to Turnstile now. Because like it and it's and you know it's been used on TikTok a million times now. It's very popular because it just it is so catchy and it's so well written and it's interesting. Uh I, I this is probably the song I can't say enough good things about because I, I love holiday. Yeah. Oh, what's happening? What's happening out Get there? Some crackles. Do we hear you out on the freeway there? <laughs> Are we good? Yep, you're good. It, it okay, yeah. Um, I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's technically pre-chorus or the actual chorus, but the, the, you know, the, the repeated refrain of, I can never feel the cold. Like, I love the way he yeah. sings that. Absolutely. Yeah. that one's, that's pretty good. Yeah, man. A holiday. It's just, ugh, it's like, it is classic turnstile knowing what's going to get hardcore kids to two step. And then also what's going to get other people to listen to. Genius. I, th I think the way that he, um, the way that he sings where it's he's like he's singing but it's he's kind of like it sounds kind of like shouty i feel like it's like the perfect kind of style to get like a, a crowd of people to sing along because that's kind of like what you're doing out in the crowd too um and i just yeah there's even you know as we're talking about it, i'm like and i'm i i when we i'm like listening to the tracks as we talk about them i'm like I'm it's already growing on me more as we're, we're like ha, we're like not even halfway through the album. I was like, maybe I'm not as medium on this album as I thought I was. I'm so telling you. At, at least 
I, I will, I'm going to amend my previously cryptic opinion to say that at, <laughs> at least the first like half of the album here, I, I, I do really like. So, and I know you like work out to music. This album is great to run to. I've ran to it a few times. Oh yeah. This is a great workout album. And then I also can... on your TikTok thing, I'm really glad that I've heard this a few times on there. I was getting a little tired of hearing counting worms, which I love that song, but it's so when I first got on TikTok, I was like, wow, I didn't realize everyone everyone in the world loves this song oh, let me oh. take one quick one quick <laughs> really fast i love hardcore music and i love hardcore kids but yeah. dear lord you would have thought counting worms was the only song they've ever heard Seriously? it was so like knock loose is rad i love knock loose they're a great band it's in their like bottom half of their good songs and so to hear all these kids constantly making videos and make, like joking about the arf arf it was like, it was like, make up a joke, please. Think of yeah. something original. It was driving me nuts. Gah! Okay. Knock Loose, their best album is Pop Culture to me. The one with the dog on the front. Mm, it's a, it's like, or EP. That's a great album. That's an EP, yeah. Find something on there. Stop using the R. R. <laughs> it's just <laughs> not funny anymore. Oh my gosh. It was like, it wasn't even like laugh out loud funny the first time. It was just like, oh, I get it. Yeah. You've heard Counting Worms. Congratulations. <laughs> and then it just wouldn't die. So if Holiday becomes the new one we catch on to, I'm great with that. <laughs> Agreed. Sorry, guys. I got really passionate for a second. I had to pull it up and listen to it while you were talking because I wasn't oh, sure. Oh, you wouldn't like Knock about. Loose. Oh, yeah. You would hate Knock Loose. There's no clean singing whatsoever. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm unaware of a song that has clean singing. Yeah, I can't think of one either. Yeah. But... The barking might be clean, technically, but there you go. <laughs> it's at the very I, end of that song. So if you're looking, it also for okay. Song. Just really quick, I swear we can move on. But you're good. Tangents are welcome because because the arf arf is not original to them. People have been doing that in hardcore for years, and so all these kids being like, <laughs> "It's a dog joke." I want to be like, "He's not even the best person that does it." <laughs> ah! <Okay>. Um. <laughs> You know, yeah, DMX would like to have a, a couple yeah. words with, exactly. with them. There's there's literally a metal band that has two pit bulls for their singers. They do our farms better than anybody. Actual pit bulls? Yeah, they're dogs. There's What's a few bands that have animals for their singers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't there's think a band called Hate would work Beak. out. There's a band called Hate Beak and they have a parrot for their singer. Okay. I gotta do some research after this episode. <laughs> Holy yeah, we can do a whole other episode. I'd love to join about animals about and bizarre bands. I I just I want to do I want to do an episode with you where it's like Chris tells us about weird shit, like weird <laughs> shit in music. It's a series. Just, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. Just yeah. have you Start record off. like a ten minute thing and put it in at the end of every episode where you update us. Yeah. Wow, man. Hey, we're like we're like not even an hour in, and you're already getting a featured. <laughs> featured, uh, like update here. That's we'll start with the Ned Flanders band. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Let's see here. Track six. Humanoid yes. slash. Shake it up. Now this is a punk song. Yeah. Does it not feel like just straight punk song? Absolutely. Um, this is a COVID short song. To the point. I assume it's about last year's lockdown. Yeah. I don't know because, like you said, there's not a lot of like stuff. But what you take from the lyrics is like, you know, you need to find a way to shake up the mundane life of being in lockdown. Yeah, I think I'm think it's definitely about 2020. <laughs> yeah, just the, the lyric of ain't no other way around. Now you're in a lockdown. I think that yeah. just is. 
And it, it's it's a good transition after Holiday 2. The thing, another tangent, this album is so masterfully ordered, the songs are. Like, there's yeah. not a lot of bands that I can say I think every song is ordered perfectly. But this album, the songs are in such a smart order because they knew if we put a song that sounded like Holiday after Holiday, it'd be stupid. So it's genius that the song does not sound at all like the previous one. Brilliant. Yeah. That's usually a tangent I go on when we do these is whenever I find a song that's out of order or just feels oh, yeah. in the wrong place. On the it album. happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's your signature. That's Danny's signature hill to die on. Is which I I don't with no judgment. I think I think track order is also very important, but it's like I think it's your it's your main gimmick, like one of your main <laughs> gimmicks. So that's why um, you should make a albums. TikTok about like the best albums with the best orders on. Ooh, ooh, I'm gonna write that down. Yeah, that's good. I need, yeah, I need to do a bunch of TikToks. Yeah. Um. Also, I'm gonna use this to highlight uh, one of my chief complaints. I'm not a huge fan of really short songs. And uh, this album has one song. I mean, and I know it goes with the genre, but this album has one song that tops three minutes. Yeah. So this is worth pointing <laughs> yeah. out. Um, you know, and some of them, like, especially on these earlier earlier tracks, I'm like, I, you can hear where it, like, direct transition, direct transitions into the next song. And I'm like, wait, no, I don't want that song to be over yet. That was a good song. <laughs> So that's like the ultimate downside of glow on is it's way too short. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. It's like the whole album is like... thir- 34 minutes and 57 seconds. But I don't think it yeah. feels that short just because every song no. is so important. Like exactly. I, I meant sh- too short in the sense that I want 10 more songs that like oh, yeah. all sound like this. Yeah. Make it like a early 2000s Snoop Dogg album with 25 tracks on it. Yeah. Or even just like, like a grindcore album that has a hundred songs on it. It'd be great. <laughs> Mm, that's are they all would they all be very short yeah uh, agoraphobic nosebleed had a record that i had with 100 songs on it and some of the songs were two seconds long so yeah. there's oh, a i want to do it one day just to piss josh off i feel like i brought it up before but there's a fat records compilation called short music for short people that's and it's true. like bands like blink Two and some 41 and like everyone that was big and like the late 90s early 2000s but everyone does a 30 second song nice everyone <laughs> And that's that thing? Yeah, look it up. Short oh, music for short people. It's wonderful. Yeah, and and you can't tell this in the digital realm, Chris, but I'm five foot four. So <laughs> thanks a lot, Danny. You're you're not tall either, so I don't want to hear your bullshit. I'm a hot five six. Yeah, <laughs> you're oh, still okay. under average. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't all hang out someday. <laughs> are you giants? How tall are you? I'm six one. Oh my that's, gosh, that's you're giants. <laughs> you're yeah. too tall. <laughs> Actually, this is probably average. Right? No, see, we know. go to the show with him, and they're like, "Chris, what's going on? We can't see." So you describe <laughs> yeah, exactly. it to us. They're just like, "Chris, what's going on? Did you just poop?" Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Chris is pooping in the pit. All right, let's move <laughs> on right. to the next song. Endless. Anyway. <laughs> Endless. Track seven. Endless. Such a headbanger. Yeah, dude, this song rules. Uh, simple but effective. Nice gang vocals for the Yaz, and this. So when I'm doing research for this, I didn't know who Blood Orange was. Let me tell yes, you, I'm hey. a fan of Blood Orange. Mm. Looking up his hip hop stuff, and then he was in a hardcore band before that, before he did hip hop stuff. So, yeah, I don't know very much about him. I, I just right before we did this, I because I never heard of him. Just give him a quick Google, but he's done like tons of stuff. Yeah, his he's on everyone's. I don't know why he's not bigger. 
Yeah. Because he's, I mean, I pretty sure it was like Lauren Hill and stuff like that. He's worked with. Yeah. And... No, his, his resume was insanely long of all the people he's either like produced or written with or sung with. Like it's insane. Sing with, not sung with. And also maybe Blood Orange should be a part of Turnstile because he's the only guest and he's on four or five tracks. Yeah. Like it doesn't say it. Like it doesn't even say he's on Endless unless you go to Google. Yeah. But but Endless, like the, the main note I have for it is it just says great hardcore. Like yeah. it's this is where they weren't exactly trying to be super artsy or interesting. It was just like this is just a good hardcore song. Yeah. I got nothing to add. When no, I want this, no. I don't want this discussion to be endless. So we'll move <laughs> on to the next track. Oh uh, track number eight, <laughs> "Fly Again." Beautiful intro with the love the piano. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, super good. Dramatic uh, sets up the driving anthem of giving it your best, but still missing something. I feel like that's what the song was getting at. The guitars on this track are fucking killing it. Absolutely, and this song is just super catchy too. Like this is one of my favorite songs to run to. Just the like the tone of it. Oh yeah, I can see that. I feel like I'm running from something. I'm like, oh <laughs> running from my depression. <laughs> <laughs> That's what turnstile can do for all of us. <laughs> we can all run from our depression. <laughs> turnstile is the Xanax of records. Um, no, it I, I fully agree. Like the the attitude of fly again is very simple, but like it makes you want to move to the music. There's a lot of hardcore where it's fun to just sit there and go like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the ones that make you actually want to like jump and, and hang out and everything like that's, that's fantastic hardcore to me. So I've always been to the few hardcore shows I've gone to, not as many as I should. I've been the crossed arms watching behind the pits, enjoying the show, you know, most mostly because, or my hands in yeah. my pockets. That's what I do. But this is the first time I was like, I wish I knew how to two-step. Like, I feel like I kind of know, but I don't know. I don't really I don't know, know how, how to two-step. Two yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to two-step, but I, I'd be willing to learn for this. Right? Because if I go to a turnstile show, which will eventually someday happen, I want at least once get out there and two-step to a song yeah. like this. I'm trying to envision it because I feel like even though it's got like a really driving tempo, it's still... It just doesn't feel like it's fast enough to dance to, for most of the song at least. I mean, I not a critique. Just music. I'm just trying to envision it in yeah. my head. That's the magic of two stepping, though, as opposed to like moshing. Is the two stepping is done at mid tempo, and moshing is done at faster tempos. And so with mid tempo stuff, you have the ability to either. This is uh, it. Just nobody can see me doing this, but I'm attempting to show how to two step in my chair. <laughs> um, that's the magic. Is that with turnstile. You don't have to go crazy pushing people around, biting heads off of anything. But like you can just move at a good pace. And that's why I think like fly again is ideal for. Because I agree, it's not super fast. It's not like you're gonna break your neck head banging. Um, yeah. but it is like a good groovy song, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I just when I think about it, I think about um two steppings happy cousin skanking, which is something <laughs> that I, I've been to several ska shows and that's something that I yep. that I'm very familiar with. Um, I mean, I could skank. I feel like I should be able to two-step, but I don't think I can. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds like a personal problem. Like you're, you're migrating from skanking to two-stepping. There has to be like a, a Jane Fonda tape that you can find that'll teach you how to two-step. Yeah. I'm sure if I searched on TikTok how to two-step, I could find videos. <laughs> I guarantee you there's videos. <laughs> and also, like, 
I had friends way, way, way back in the 2000s that would like show me their two step to like newfound glory. So I know you can two step to pretty much anything. Yeah. And there's there's these a few people on TikTok right now that they they like two step to something every day. And it's like their whole goal for 2021 to two step. And it's sometimes it's like Katy Perry. It's nothing like super crazy. I've seen ones where like two like two stepping to country music and it's like yeah. some guy dressed as a cowboy, but actually two stepping. I'm like, oh wow. Yeah, man. You can do it to anything if you believe in yourself. I'm on vacation starting next week. I'm going to learn a two-step in that week. That is my All goal. Right. I'm going to practice okay. in my room. Okay, deal. I'll do like a TikTok of like evolution. <laughs> I'm there. I did it. <laughs> I'm at one step right now. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, I went to three steps. Oh. <laughs> All right. Track number nine, Alien Love Call. Yeah, Actually yeah. featuring Blood Orange. Officially, song's beautiful. Don't you, it is beautiful? Don't you feel like it almost could have been an Angels and Airwaves song? I think because I oh, just listened to Angels and Airwaves, the title for sure. Well, and yeah. the like tone of it. If Tom DeLonge was singing this and like, don't be or what's he sing? Don't <laughs> be the, be only, the one. only one. Can't yeah. be the only one. Like, yeah. yeah, like Tom DeLonge could sing that, and you'd be like, oh, this is a Angels an Angel and Airwaves song. Yeah. <laughs> I do you guys listen to much like uh like dream pop or shoegaze or bedroom pop or anything like that? A little bit. Because I, I feel like this this out this oh. song specifically is where they were like, we should try to expand into the more like ambient kind of stuff that that the kids are loving these days. Because it, it was like uh a really out there song for turnstile, but like I thought it was also a good resting spot for the album where you've you've had a lot of have like really like groovy like hardcore stuff and then you need like a resting song that's really beautifully written it's also weird to me just i mean i love the song but it's the fourth highest played song on this album according to spotify really i did not know that this is the song i mean i love it but it just doesn't seem like the song people would be jamming all the time exactly this could be another this another gateway song though yeah like in the normal wheelhouse and could bring other people in that's what I was about to say is that like this, I would not doubt, I don't know how many like indie kids would put this song on their playlist because it is, it is, it's a groovier song, but like in a soft way, but also just further proving what a hardcore band can do. They don't have to just stick to one thing that we put into a box. You know, they can try anything they want and be good at it. And like, this is a great night drive song. I've experienced it. Like just driving with the windows down and it's dark out. You're like, Ooh. And also I feel like this is a great song that leads into wild world like just oh, yeah. the feel of it but like, you're about to say something before we didn't i was just gonna say this song is ideal for when you've had a hard day and it's midnight and you go to taco bell and you just order 10 things you spend 20 dollars and you want to eat in your car and forget that you have problems it is alien love call i'm gonna go to taco bell after this podcast because i have you not had dinner yet and that sounds great and i will listen to the song oh my gosh do you want to meet up let's go i think nebraska I mean, that is a long, Nebraska! I'm already hungry now. <laughs> That's a long drive. Can I get Taco Bell now and then also again in the hours, yes. however long it is? You are given permission. I, I will say I, I don't love the spoken word part towards the end. Really? Yeah, just not. Wow. Wow, Josh. Wow, fuck this. Wow. <laughs> Hey man, that's that's like the first non-positive thing I've said. I feel like the whole time it is so, true. Yeah. I thought you were gonna. I totally get that. It is it is a little bit out there. <laughs> this is not my thing. Yeah. So, all right, let's get into the woodblock. Yeah, man. Track ten, Wild World. Oh, that woodblock in the beginning. 
It just gets me hyped. Yeah, dude. For real. Oh, Wild would... World. Um, uh, do you know what the song's about, by the way? No, what you because got? I believe this is the one that's about Riley Gale that was from Power Trip. Really? Yeah. Uh, I'm just I'm double-checking the lyrics trying to make sure this is the right one. Give us a history lesson. So Riley Gale was the lead singer of Power Trip, and he passed away last year or earlier this year. One of those. He passed away recently. And um, you know, Power Trip is a crossover thrash band, so they mix a lot with the thrash community and the hardcore community. And they were really good friends with Turnstile. Um, and Riley Gale uh, died from fentanyl poisoning. And so uh, it was very rough. He was super young. I think he was only like 26 or 27, something like that. Power Trip is an incredible band that is helping like to start a whole new wave of crossover thrash. Anyway, it was really hard when he died on a lot of people. And Turnstile was really good friends with them. And I believe it is this song, but I'm double checking right now to see if it is the right song. I, I saw, I didn't see all that background, but I did see that one of these songs was about a specific person that, that they lost. And I, that sounds right, but I, now I can't find where I found it. Wild yeah, and I'm oh, starting yeah. to think it's not Wild World. Uh, <laughs> but while so, you're investigating, I love the yeah. low, 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 low oh, so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, Wild World's fun to listen to. This is a good running song, too. The energy in the song is just top fucking notch. Absolutely. Wow, wow, wow. I don't think it's Wild World. Anyway, one of the songs is dedicated to Riley Gale. <laughs> oh, now I want to know which one it is. I know. don't talk I, about I, their I music. To... I know. Josh, what are your thoughts on it? I'm trying to figure out where I saw it. Oh. That's okay. Beep, doop. I found a wiki how for two-stepping for you. <gasps> Send it to me. I'm going to learn a two-step. Man, I would love to be a fly on the wall with the person that animated the wiki how of how to <laughs> two-step. Yeah. I think it is Wild World. There's a line of the song that says, Space is passing by. What's inside is invisible. Lost another friend to a fight that I'll never know. And yeah, I, I think, I think pretty that is knows. The, the struggle of... of losing a friend to some, but something that you just don't get. You know what I mean? Um, the, a lot of it, like, I would say right down the middle on Glow On, half of the lyrics are pretty good. You know, they're just, they're good hardcore lyrics. But then the other half are like shockingly deep for, for a record this catchy and groovy. A lot of the, and I would say probably like second half of the record, the lyrics tend to be a little more deep and existential than you might've expected for a band like Turnstile. Yeah. Yeah. None of them are specific enough for me to have any idea what they're talking about, though. I, whenever I <laughs> you should do a little bit more lyrical analysis, but <laughs> we just have the guy from Turnstile, like Apprentice, with Law Dispute and freaking Touche Amore, and he's like, "Oh, say, teach me how to write deep poetic lyrics." Yeah. <laughs> All right, number eleven, dance off. This. Now again, I want to preface this that. I don't there's not a song on this album I don't like, but this is my least favorite, I think. Yeah. I do love the structure of the chorus and the metaphorical dance of figuring out, you know, the world is changing, someone you know maybe, or along with you changing. And I love the claps and the woodblock sounds, of course. I always love a good woodblock. <laughs> it's got some like nine inch nail sounds towards the end too, but it's still yeah. like it's the only song I would debate skipping. Yeah, it's not my favorite either. I do think when you sit down and read the lyrics while listening to it, you get a better appreciation for it. 
but just face value when listening to it, you're like, oh, okay. I get yeah. it. Yeah. So it's sure. a good song. I think it's a bop. Like the kids are saying it's a bop, but like, <laughs> uh, I, I would not put it as the top song in this album. And the bass shines more than normal on this one. So good. For yes. That. But seriously, yeah. if you hear the end of the song, like the it like it's like year zero nine inch nails like effects. Like the stuff yeah. yeah. going in there. I hear it right now. That's hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah, no, I think you guys are spot on spot on with your assessment. It's uh doesn't shine for me like some of the other stuff does. It doesn't glow yeah. on. Yeah. It glows off. You two, you <laughs> two, whatever you both ate earlier today, it's working for both of you. Because the, the puns, oh my gosh, I'm loving it. We're just it's... elder emos who like dad jokes, I think. <laughs> it was the street talkers I had. You two. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number 12, New Heart Design. Yes. I'm pretty sure the song is about bipolar depression. Just what I'm taking from it. Changes yeah. is rolling like waves. When I'm in a crowd, I'm lonely all the time. I just feel like maybe just because that's how I feel. But there is like one, I guess it's not one line, but there's a section of this song that I think the lyrics are so poetic. It says, you know, you really got to leave, but the sugar never tastes half as sweet. 18 years and ain't it funny how it feels when you start to find out life is real. Yeah. Like, yeah. That is shockingly deep for, for Turnstile. But it, like, it, I would agree it's about like like a mental illness and understanding how you fit into that. Like it's it's very good. Or maybe just depression about growing older. Like yeah, things are not the same. Things don't taste the same. You know. Yeah. Or even just uh, you know, like like you said, the um, the reality of what you view life to be like before you experience what real life is actually like. Yeah. You know, I think that I think that especially the to turnstile fans, which are tend to be younger hardcore kids that is such a cool idea to introduce to them. Like that you're not saying life is bad, but it's just maybe not what you think it is. It's going to be different. Just yeah. wait. <laughs> and it's I just like, like it. that. It's just like that joke that, you know, you, you spend your whole childhood thinking that adults, ha adults have it together and you become an adult and you realize everybody's making everything up on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I make right. it in all my careers in life. Amen. Yep. No, I idea. This podcast. no idea. What's I don't take on. any notes. I'm just, Making it up as I go. You never like, listen to Turnstile. Yeah. Yeah. But I do like, since I have listened to them, at two minutes, it turns into like elevator music. Yeah. It's like, okay, we're going that chill now. <laughs> it makes you wonder what like the studio was like for the recording this album. Because I'm sure, you know, during the pandemic, they wrote all these great songs. But I wonder if they were just like, we should just add like elevator music and just see how <laughs> it works. And then it's like, oh, turns out it's rad. With like a kid speaking a poem or something <laughs> in it. I I have no problem. I'm like it's like I'm on hold, trying to you know get my <laughs> yeah. Apple Care taken care of or something. Man, we just got an Apple Watch for Anne, and it took two hours on the phone. Stupid Are Apple you Care. Yeah, because I had like a a Dumb. thing you plug into your car that I didn't realize was one of the devices, and I'm currently at five devices, and I'm like, can I take that off? And they're like, well, next billing cycle. I'm like, no, I don't use it. I don't want it. Take it off now. All right, that's my bad. <laughs> <laughs> little rants about apple care <laughs> I, I feel like new heart design um is one song on this album that there's a you know there's a couple songs here that we said were you know they're different in a way that 
allows them to be like a gateway to other people getting into this kind of music. Oh yeah. I, I feel like this one is like that in a, in a way that it sounds different. They have kind of different kind of riffs on this song than like a lot of the riffs on this album sound similar not like the song sound the same but just like oh, yeah. they're coming from the same kind of creative place and Absolutely this, structure. yeah and this one this one is different but it's not so like it's not as different it still sounds like the rest of the album whereas those other two songs alien love call and i can't I can't remember what maybe underwater boy was the other one those ones sound like something completely different this one just sounds like turnstile decided it's still turnstile but decided to do something just slightly different than normal Absolutely. doesn't it make you kind of shimmy too like just the way the music goes like ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah yeah i think what's really cool about this song is that you can tell that their influences are not just hardcore bands yeah like, oh yeah I, th I think one of the best ways here's just a tip for anybody listening one of the best ways to discover new music is to find out who influences the bands that you love and then get into that and it's i think if you were to have like uh younger people listen to turnstile and find out who influenced them it would take you like 20 different directions because it's not just gorilla biscuits it's not just uh mad ball it's now with this song especially you can tell that their influences are coming from all over and it's it's a really cool way for them to incorporate, oh, we really like, you know, this maybe post-punk thing or maybe this goth rock thing, whatever, you know, just just mixing it all together. I think that's a really, really cool way to incorporate all that into one song. I was watching a YouTube review of this album and the guy was comparing it to like every, he, did, he was not a fan, but he was yeah. comparing it to every band that they might have ripped off in the past. And he was comparing it to the band Snapcase. And I remember listening to Snapcase in the past, but I've been like on a trip down Snapcase memory lane right now. Yeah. I, I forgot I really like Snapcase. <laughs> I love Snapcase. It's been a long time, like, like long, like 20 years since I've listened to them. But oh, I, wow. I want to, like, get back into them more. <laughs> Snapcase is great. In fact, I I same thing. I love Snapcase a long time ago. And then I recently read a tweet that reminded me to get back into Snapcase. And it's because somebody just was like, did you all know that one time I was at a Snapcase show and Davey Havoc was there in a really long trench coat pushing people around in the pit? And I was like... <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, Davey Havoc likes Snapcase. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. I have like a separate notes section where I'm just writing down things I need to look up after the episode. <laughs> Davey Havoc and his no, Snapcase. Snapcase snap and uh, bands with animals, singers. Yeah. That's it. That's want, those those yeah. are the two big ones. Yeah. If you want to get your mind blown, Speaking of Davey Havoc, Josh, you know what AFI sounds like. We've done an episode on AFI, but you should listen to Black Audio and then switch right over to Extremist and be like, oh, this is the range of Davey Havoc. Because like Extremist oh, is vegan hardcore, like hard, hardcore. And then, you know, or what's the one he did with the, the members from No Doubt? Dream. Oh, yeah. The, the like um, post-punk album. Yeah, Dream Boat or Dream Dream, dream Car, Dream Car, Dream Car, yeah, that album rules. <laughs> yeah, actually, I I forgot about that album, but I liked it when it came out. I'm a big Black Audio fan. I've seen them live, which was really. Great. I I'm a huge AFI nerd. I love Davey Havoc, but like, yeah. I I love kind of everything he does. He was another band called Son of Sam, and that's like that. Oh yeah, craziest band. Yeah, Son of Sam ruled. Anyway, yeah, we did we did sing sing the sorrows pretty early on and oh, yeah. uh 
the AFI fan club picked it up. So it's like our most and like retweeted it. So we, it's our most uh, listed episode, but then we got people that were like, these guys don't know shit. <laughs> Cause I was like, I don't know. I know miss murder. I'm sorry guys. That's yeah. all I know. Well, and um, with AFI fans talking about seeing the sorrow is walking in a minefield. It's the oh, most yeah, no, polarized it. album. And so I get it. Yeah. We did, even Elk- though it's a perfect album. It so. is. We did Elkland trio from here to the infirmary. And I thought we'd get flat yes, or, that one. Yeah. or like anyone talking shit to us, because that's also one of those that like the fans are like, Oh, this is ours. Like, don't touch this. Well, I think it's because we were all like, we love it. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we, we had any love- bad words to say about it. So I don't think we said one of my song. favorite bands. So I could totally see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's Plus get back no on one- track. Yeah. Yeah. Turnstile. Yeah. Turnstile. What's that? Um, TLC Turnstile Love Connection. Don't this one's my favorite song. It's so good. Yeah. Did you just say don't go chasing waterfalls? No. Oh my gosh. No. <laughs> he did. <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I, I, I have crazy, sexy, cool, and ooh on the TLC tip, both on vinyl. Thank you very much. Look I, don't, at you. I don't have fan mail yet, though. I don't know you if that's on vinyl. Yeah. No, not at all. That was my one pun, everybody. <laughs> you got it. No. Hey, guys, I, I did it. Uh, it's a straightforward, hardcore song about wanting love connection. Is that what I'm getting? Fast, heavy, and sexy. The boom, boom, booms are amazing. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I think this song is so, like, it, to me, my favorite kind of hardcore is a little bit ridiculous. Yeah. Like, there, there's a tongue-in-cheek attitude towards good hardcore. And this is where I was like, oh my gosh, I love this song. Especially that stupid, I want to thank you for letting me see myself. That was so funny. Like It's funny when you look up the lyrics, it says C. Like it's the C and B myself. And yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure there's a deeper reasoning behind that, but like, it was so fun to have that in the, in the song all of a sudden. But, but this song is just super like fun. Same thing. It's a fun record, and I feel like this song would be great to like be in a crowd. Like I, I don't mosh personally, but like uh, it'd be fun to be in a crowd, everyone moving along and jumping along with this one. Did you watch the music video? No, so I know there was a music video. There's a music video, and it looks very like grainy, but it's them, and they're just in like a uh, overgrown, empty baseball field, like something that's been run down for years. And it's like them just randomly like sitting on like bleachers or like. The lead oh singer's God. like dancing and he like jumps off something. Like it's weird, but it's it fits the song weirdly. That's so awesome. Yeah, I, I love Turnstile's like attitude toward music because it is hand wavy, not serious. And I, yeah. I love that. Hardcore that gets too serious, I think that's when it gets annoying. When it's all about like I'm I, I hope I don't offend anybody. Like the band Terror comes to mind immediately. They take things uh, very seriously. Never and get to them. I can't either, like, because, and also, they're, like, kind of mean towards the bands that don't take it very seriously. And so they, like, they're always taking pictures where it's the five of them against a black background or a chain link fence. And they're always folding their arms. They don't smile. And it's always like, Ugh. like, <laughs> just, just be happy about something. It's okay. We understand that you don't like most things. That's why you're in this band. But, like, Turnstile, I love just the attitude of, it's, it's we're here to have fun and smile and be goofy. And also make you headbang. Yeah. Yes. Do they? Do you think Terror hates being in the band like like office workers hate being in a cubicle? <laughs> they're just like probably. This is yeah. our fucking job. I don't want to be here. <laughs> yeah. Mondays. They're like, they're like the Billy Corgan of hardcore. 
<laughs> oh, Billy oh, Corgan. Man. He sucks. Despite all my rage. <laughs> all Today right, is no... not the greatest day. Anyway. <laughs> Liked it. Number 14, so no surprise. It's not actually a song, but we'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> this is where things get weird. This 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 gets weird because it's 45 seconds and it's also a very highly played song on Spotify. Oh, is it really? Yeah. yeah. This One is probably million. my least favorite part of the album. I mean, it's just like a build up to Lonely Desires, I feel yeah. like, but I'm shocked it has so many plays. It has more than Lonely Desires. So it has I, almost a million more than Lonely Desires. It has yeah. almost a million more. Oh my yeah. gosh. Insane. Yeah, because it's not even a song. It has more plays than Humanoid Shake It Up. Come on, people, or Endless. What are you listening to out there in Spotify? <laughs> There's just a spoken word playlist out there that's beating this one into the ground. I feel like Starbucks is playing <laughs> it in their stores everywhere. Oh, Starbucks. totally. <laughs> this totally. makes me want a pumpkin spice latte like nothing. There you All go. Right. <laughs> All right, number 15, Lonely Desires with, with a Z. With a Z. Oh, the song rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Oh, this like is where I wrote. To close it out. This is where I wrote. Blood Orange should have just been part of the band. Why? Why? <laughs> yeah. And talk about like I think this is such a great way to end the album. Not only do you have uh, the incredible outro music that hooks into the intro music, which oh my goodness gets gets me very happy every time. But just I think this album is the. Or, I'm sorry, this song is the cherry on top of Glow On. Because it sort of defines what Turnstile is. And it is pretty simply written. But it's yeah. fun. It's exciting. It's got a good groove to it. And what I really like about Turnstile is that they know how to go in, get the job done, and then they're out. You know, nothing is overplayed. I don't feel like anything's overdrawn. They just sort of do the job. And this song is very like, walk in, do the job, and we're done. Yeah. It didn't need to do any more than what it did. Yeah. Danny, anything else? Nope. I'm getting stuff ready. Hold on. Oh, okay. I was like, what are you doing? He's I have nothing to say. Yeah. I like the song. All right. <laughs> He's any, just uh, talking about the song. <laughs> any, uh, any final thoughts on the album? It's Guys? A 10. It's a motherfucking 10. <laughs> it's, it's on it's my on top my, 10 like, for the best year. Best albums of the year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like it because it's interesting. It's creative. Uh, it is a whole new take on what modern hardcore can be and it, it really does elevate where things could be the only problem with it is if i was a modern hardcore band and i heard this album i'd be like yikes we have got to change something up if <laughs> this is the new standard we have to live up to which is a good thing for fans terrible thing for bands i don't know if there's a lot of hardcore bands currently that i'm into there's metal bands but hardcore bands i'm trying to think of any like actual hardcore bands, current like new hardcore bands that I like, because I don't. Have you ever I know. To Gulch? Are they new? They are. They only them out. Two years. Uh, they're breaking up in a year. But <laughs> thanks, yeah. thanks for introducing me something I might like, and then they're going to be done. Uh, Gulch is actually my favorite hardcore band, but there's like modern hardcore is really interesting because it's taking place in other places it didn't before. Bay Area hardcore is huge right now. Like uh, bands like Gulch, Drain, um, 
like the, the dares out of there like they they they're these great hardcore bands but they're all out of like san francisco it's so interesting have you heard of this band knock loose they do an arf arf song no are they on tiktok <laughs> <laughs> arf, arf. <laughs> There's, Real quick, there's a lot of great hardcore out there that's happening right now. I highly yeah. recommend getting into modern hardcore. I will. I will. Do it. Okay. Real quick. This I is the take, good peer pressure. I want to take a sidetrack to go over a little blood orange because I went down a rabbit hole today. So I'm sharing my screen. Do you have to accept it, Josh? First, this is his band from Europe or whatever. It's test. <laughs> Do you see him? That's blood orange. Turn it up. It gives me like the sounds vibe. Yeah. Interesting. So then his hip hop career. This is the same person. Yeah. And he's also done stuff with like Paul McCartney. Wow. Yeah, he's on so much. Like, I don't understand why this guy is not more well known. Like, yeah. he's been hustling. Hustling. And yeah, and then he's on Turnstile, like four songs. <laughs> yeah. Good for him. His brand idea is being um, taken up by Fruit, though. That's probably part of the problem. Mm. <laughs> Search for him and you get yeah, and you I just get, like you just get oranges. oranges. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, blood yeah, yeah. orange. Yep. Yep. He should just change his name to Key Lime. Yeah. The same <laughs> problem. You'd have the same problem. If oh, you don't add yeah. pie, if you don't add pie, you're fine. Uh, maybe. You get colors, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> All right, this is a part of the podcast I'm excited about. Josh, ready? Here we are. Chris, are you ready for the gauntlet? Yes. The guest mix. Are you ready? Okay. Yes, I actually am. Cool. I'm. I'm actually. You. Uh, you know, just based. Well, obviously based on this discussion we've already had, but coming into um, this, we both knew that you had like well thought out uh, opinions on music based on your social media presence. So I'm very excited to see what your answers are. Okay. All right. First song or first question. What is your favorite love song? This one, like, I didn't have to think about it at all. It's Stay With Me by Finch. Ooh. God, why do you gotta we keep bringing up Finch? I need uh, to. Like, for all those listeners, heads up. I'm an emo kid, so a lot of these are all, like, scene songs. Yeah. That's, that's We are fine. also all yeah. emo kids here. Exactly. Yeah, we, had, we had to have I know a, I'm in good company. We had to, we have to try really hard to not just do, like, we we have to try really hard to do albums that aren't all just like early two thousands pop punk and emo stuff. So um, I mean, we like other stuff, but it, it's like our it's what brought us together as friends. Like that's yeah. we kind of met going to those shows and stuff. And so um, that's that's like where our main connection is. Uh, so, but yeah, okay. Um, what is your go to angry song? This is by a band called Spite. Another great modern hardcore band, and the song is called "The Offering." Ooh, nice. it's about um, uh, it's about a little boy who gets possessed by the devil and murders his family. Ooh, Damien, great. It's, it's all, all for, for you, you Damien. Damien. Wow, oh we God, did that in both sync. Of you. <laughs> both of you. 
Danny's my oldest friend, and we were roommates for several years. So were you guys really? Other. That's so sweet. Yeah. Yep. This this is our um this is our let's let's be better friends and get back in sync with each other kind of uh, project that we've been doing. I love it. So, and we it's used working. to do a podcast called Nerd Life Production. We did way yeah. back in the day. Productions. I, you always take productions. the S off of stuff. It's because I don't like it. Remember? Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Oh, you know that group, Run the Jewel. I love Run the Jewel. <laughs> this guy all right uh what's a song that's influenced you the most the song that influenced most is you're ever so inviting by under oath uh it, when i was like 14 i want to say is when i very first heard that song and it was the first song i ever heard that had like a dedicated screamer in it and it like it hit every one of my musical taste buds all at once and under oath became like my favorite band for years but that was the first under oath song i ever heard was you're ever so inviting and here I am, like a giant metalcore nerd, because I clicked on a music choice video when I was 14. That's how it happens. Gateway drug. <laughs> how do you feel about Under Oath's new stuff? That's Couldn't care less about it. I think it's the worst music they should never be proud of, personally. Uh, I'm just going to call it a quick soapbox. I think everything <laughs> post-reunion of Under Oath has been trash. And they should not be proud of it. Because... Uh, under Oath is one of those bands that I think the first five albums, and I'm including the Dallas albums too, um, are perfection. And then the second they got a little bit too big, the music quality sucked. And so I think they were bad and then they broke up. They got back together and it was just like, oh, it's just still, it's just still mediocre. If anybody from Under Oath is listening to this, I love you and you've changed my life. <laughs> what album is you're ever so inviting on? Define the Great Line. Oh, I was thinking it was on their only chasing safety for some reason. No, man. It's, uh, I mean, it's the two best Under Oath albums. If we're doing this, oh, yeah. uh, I feel like I'm Bad Mouth Census Fail at one point. I want them to know if you're listening. I also enjoyed you. <laughs> yeah, Census Fail is a great band that I only know the first few albums. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> and I couldn't tell anything they've done in a long time. <laughs> All right, yeah, Under Oath. What's your current favorite song? So this one I'm not as proud of, but I play it a lot lately because it's very catchy. Um, there is one of those like emo rappers named Swaco, and he has a song with Travis Barker called SOS, and it is it's like a pop punk song for like the new that's the new thing. Yeah. The emo rappers trying pop punk, and it is insanely catchy. My best friend sent it to me, and he's like, "You should listen to this." And then I I this is no joke. I had it on a loop for like two hours because I just kept being like, "This is really good." And then an hour later, I'm like sitting there dancing along the whole time. And uh, I love it. So that's crazy. It's got to be good if Travis Barker's on it because that guy doesn't that's, do anything. That's not true. I know. That's he's, not true so at all. he's so picky these days. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he's like, I I mean, I love Travis Barker. I love Travis Barker. I love Blingway too. But I hope he's kind of regretting working with Machine Gun Kelly with the way things are oh, going. Yeah. The past couple days, especially. Oh, I don't he's know anything other than a Slipknot drama. Is there more Slipknot drama? No, he well, he played Louder Than Life Festival yesterday and he got booed the whole oh, time good. because of the Slipknot drama. Yeah, people actively went to boo him. Like, you got destroyed because you dissed Eminem and then you yeah, came back quit. and changed your genre and then now you're like, alright, let's diss another giant's famous band. Well, and it's not even just like giant famous people. He's picking like of anybody who could make fun of. He picks the people that have like the strongest followings yeah. that like nobody is going to fight. And so it's like 
if you want to pick on somebody, pick on like Stained or pick on some crappy like new metal band that people aren't going to defend. You mess with Slipknot. Oh my gosh, that's like asking to be eaten by lions. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah well i mean we knew he didn't have any brain cells when he took it when he, he decided to make a diss track on eminem it's like yeah you ask anyone in the rap community they're like yeah no you stay away from marshall he's it's yeah. not worth it well and and like that's like going to war by yourself against an army because you're talking about doing a diss track about eminem who you know for a fact is going to respond and is going to write a better song than you did Ugh. yeah yep machine gun <laughs> kelly <laughs> I'm like, so glad I, to hear you say that. I had friends that were like, "You really need to listen to Downfall for, of Us All or from Us." Whatever. Tickets to my Downfall. Downfall oh, of Us All is a day to remember. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I was like, I just don't like that guy. I'm not even going to give it a chance. I liked it. I liked the pop punk album, but I think he's a scum human. Yeah, I, I kind of felt that. I was like, man, this is this sounds this is decent, but I I just can't do it. So yeah. it's the same. It's the same thing. Like if like Donda, I heard wasn't good, but like. If Kanye came out with like a really, really, really good album, I still wouldn't listen to it. Yeah. Hear less. So, but, but anyway, but to go back to it, a lot of these like emo rap kids that are trying pop punk, it's phenomenal. Uh, oh, yeah. Little, little Lotus put out a whole pop punk album. It was great. Jake Hill's been doing it. Um, but this Swaco guy, oh my gosh, it was so good. I'll check it out. Yeah. We, yeah. we like that Kenny Hoopla uh, EP that came out. Oh, with yeah, yeah. Parker. That was yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Well, that we've talked about that before on here. That's the um, the like the SoundCloud rappers doing um, doing pop punk. Like that's it's the new. That's where the that's where the genre is going. Like that, and that, I think that's oh, why yeah. you don't see as many like bands. I I, I maybe and maybe it's just because I'm old too. But I I like all of the band. I don't see any new pop punk bands coming out that like anyone is like broadcasting like. All, all of the I bands agree. that I feel like are new, I realize aren't new. Like, you know, State Champs isn't new. They've been around for a bit. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, you know, so. This, but is, to, this is so funny because yeah. I had a conversation with my therapist about this last week where I was like, it's so funny for me to be like, oh, yeah, the kids love the story so far and the kids love Neck Deep. And it's like, that's, that shit came out like 10 years ago. Yep. And so it's funny to be like, oh, yeah, you're right. They're not new anymore. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is This is the one people struggle with the most. What is your all-time favorite song? This was hard, absolutely. Um, but I eventually ended on Helena by My Chemical Romance because, like, I feel <laughs> yes. like that song changed the course of my life. <laughs> I uh, I was probably only like what, like eleven or twelve when I listened to it, and uh, my sister and brother in law were talking about how excited they were for the new music video, and I'd never heard of that band, so I listened to it, and I was like, you know, this was also what 2004 and so i was like oh yeah a bunch of goth emo kids and after the song was over i like couldn't get it out of my head and so then i just dove on in and here we are all these years later and i will still get hyped to that song and i listen to it all the time that they're that i i have a hard time thinking of other albums that are so i mean there are definitely but like there there aren't very many albums that are that stacked like that there isn't a bad there isn't even a medium song on that album the whole album is just so good. No, we, need, man, we need to do that album soon i've cheers. i've gotten in several arguments on the internet that i think three cheers to sweet revenge is the best my chemical romance album. it is i agree like everyone says the black parade and i was like ah, no <laughs> three All cheers right. is infinitely better 
I'm about to get on a soapbox here. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, well, I think Three Cheers is an amazing album. Don't get me wrong. Perfect. Front to back. I love that album. What makes me mad is I worked at Hot Topic during these years. You did. And Sing the Sorrow came out. And then next year, Three Cheers came out. And all these little emo kids were like, I finally can be all black and like express myself. I'm like, yeah. Sing the Sorrow did the same exact thing for people back a year ago and you're acting like it doesn't exist that's my only complaint yeah i think they're both amazing albums i'm just saying if that's what you were waiting for that gateway which everyone needs a gateway that's fine and i understand it's a different style of emo at the time yeah like but yeah yeah, that's it (laughs) it's just those mall kids made me mad i'm like this this is amazing yes but you should already be in this point of your life because of sing the sorrow (laughs) yeah this should just be an addition to your amazing collection (laughs) Well, the mall kids and, only got more annoying with with Black Parade, you know. Oh, so, amen. So I also worked at Hot Topic during that, and I actually hated Black Parade at first because of same, people. same. Like I never gave it a chance because everyone came in dressed up like they're in, you know, marching band, and like I love Black Parade. And then, like ten years later, I was like, all right. I mean, I knew the singles, but I sat down yeah. and listened to the whole album. And was like, all right, this is a really good album. I just didn't like it because I didn't like the fans. Yeah. No, I, I feel like this is one of those things, unless you were there, you really don't understand that like there was a lot of cringy cultural stuff that happened with those two albums. Because I, I was an emo kid, but I did not like dress like an emo kid. So I was not like, I didn't have eyeliner. I didn't like dye my hair black or anything. But like even just the word emo was not something we celebrated back in the day. It was, yeah. it was like, uh, it was insulting. And so, like, you know, you go back and there's all these great quotes from Gerard being like, we're not emo, we're like alternative rock or whatever. But nowadays, you can be like, oh, yeah, it's emo. And it's just, it's not bad at all or anything. It's it's just more accepted for what it was. Anyway, that was one of my incredible. One of my first angry TikToks was I was like, someone just called out all time low as being emo. I want to address this. Like, everything that's alternative is not emo now. Yes. Like, amen. lump all of it into emo isn't like I, breaking I, benjamin on there too or something something yeah. like that yeah, oh, yeah. lincoln park which i love lincoln park don't get me wrong but they're not emo yes they're no, dude, like it, it i feel like everybody's associated anything alternative and seen as being emo and so yeah you'll get like oh yeah yellow card they're an emo band and it's like no they weren't like they they were just a pop punk band it's okay that they were not Alisana, it's okay that they were not it dies today. It's okay that you everything does not have to be emo. Anyway. Yeah, my chem <laughs> rules. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love my chem. What you what's, your, what's your go-to karaoke song? The go-to karaoke song is Entombment of a Machine by Job for a Cowboy. Uh I've never actually done karaoke, I'll be honest. <laughs> but like Entombment of a Machine is a song that like I get so hyped to singing along to in the shower, in the car, around everybody I can be. Entombment of a Machine is just like, a stu- I don't know if you guys know that song at all. Uh, I don't. I can like, imagine someone karaokeing it. I do know it. Yeah, it's, it's, heavy. it's like most of what Deathcore is founded on was on that song because it, it was where we got a lot of really heavy breakdowns and uh, breeze and pig squeals in Deathcore. Yeah, I love that song. I had a friend that was... Cool. Uh, obsessed with job for a cowboy and chariot and i was not at yeah. the time i was like no this this is not for me like i'll, I'll listen to your converge album with you but 
these two i'm not huge yeah. into i appreciate them more as i got older but at the yeah. time i was like no no job for a cowboy for me <laughs> and in two minute of a machine too this is just i'm glad i'm in a uh, company that can understand this it was huge for myspace oh, like I'm there right. was myspace metal um was its own thing there was there was a very specific sound and group that came from myspace and a job for a cowboy sort of led the army of myspace fans because they like were one of the first to actually make a career off of putting their music on any kind of social media. And they got viral because their songs were like insanely heavy and super like low quality videos and uh, just then thrashing and using movie clips and songs. It was great. You were a MySpace kid? I was a MySpace kid. I've made so like, like TikToks about this too. Yeah. Like uh, Sky Eats Airplane or I, mm-hmm. I remember like MySpace Records put out like the compilation, just like weird like. Dude, there's a bunch of my favorite bands from back in the day were MySpace bands, and there's there's a few like record companies now that are trying to put that stuff out onto vinyl, which is cool, but they're making it really expensive. So bands like um, Ducked Up Goose was super cool. The Number Twelve Looks Like You. Um, <gasps> I forgot about them. Drop Dead Gorgeous was one of my favorite ones. The Sawtooth Grin. Uh, I sure would. Sherwood sure was on MySpace. Sherwood sure yeah. was on MySpace. I like them. Then and even not even just metal. There was a lot of like pop punk bands that, uh, or even you know emo, ironically, that can associate MySpace with making them huge. Bands like the Rocket Summer were huge on MySpace. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I think it was a, it was a, uh, it was very important to the scene back then. I feel like Absolutely. that it was MySpace and pure volume were like. It was better than Facebook. Tom is stupid. Oh, I don't understand yeah. why we ended up with Facebook in the long run. MySpace ruled. You like? Yeah. I, I saw there's a tweet that some kid was just like, "I wish when you got on Instagram, a song started playing." And someone was like, "Dear Lord, these people don't even know what MySpace was." <laughs> <laughs> I like, wish I could do HTML for hours to make my MySpace look amazing and to make all my friends hate me because my top eight. Yep. Or top twenty, or and, top and four. you can also like you got a lot of free music on MySpace. I don't know if you guys ever did. I would just no, go to I, I used to have music on everything. MySpace. Yeah, it was the I remember gym. like specifically, I would go to like bands like Taking Back Sunday and get their entire discography onto my little MP3 player. Yeah, and it sounded like trash, but it was free. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. What, you gotta do. Um, what what song makes you want to get up and dance? The song makes you want to get up and dance is White People for Peace by Against Me. Uh, you guys listen to Against Me? Yeah. I love that band. I think they're one of the best punk bands out there. And White People for Peace is insanely catchy. It's insanely fun. And it's also just like, I don't know, I, I'm very behind any band that has a passionate message behind what they're doing. Regardless if I if I agree or not, I can always get behind passion. And White People for Peace, it, when you know you go through it lyrically, it's very powerful, fantastic protest anti-war song. And uh, I also just can't contain myself because it's, it's very well written and it's very fun to listen to and sing along to. You'll understand this, this, this complex I'm having in my heart. There's a record store I go to 20 minutes or 15 minutes away from me. They have New Wave on vinyl for $100 up on the wall. And it's been there for months and I'm always like, I love new wave and yeah. I'm always considering it, but it's like, that's a hundred dollars. And like, yeah. I really love that album, but do I, it's like right there, like the physical copy of it right there. New wave is shockingly hard to get on vinyl. I know. Shockingly hard. Like they've only pressed it. I think twice. And it's like one of the best modern punk bands and modern punk albums. 
is new wave by against me. I mean, and I it's love, like, yeah. yeah, I love reinventing Axel Rose. I love, yeah, most of the stuff that Laura Jane Grace has put out. I just absolutely I, I want and, and new the, wave. The problem with against me too is they switched record labels so many times, and so there's some records uh, reinventing Axel Rose you can get for so cheap on vinyl. Yeah, like Fat Rec will make it for twelve dollars, I think, and then uh, other stuff. Um, white crosses can be very hard to find too because it's just they switched hands so many times. All right. Um, <laughs> okay then. Well, no, I was, all right then. <laughs> I was I was listening to the song. Sounds like you're an NPR host. Okay. Okay, Chris. Uh, we're going to go on to the next song or the next. Question. Our episode is brought to you by Soda Crackers. Yeah. Yeah, and instead of being like a regular podcast, hey, are your balls hairy? Let's talk about <laughs> Manscaped. Let's pretend like Magic Spoon actually tastes like good cereal. I've tried it. It doesn't. What's the um, coffee that's made by mushrooms? Have you heard that one? On oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I like mushrooms. I, I like coffee. It doesn't so. taste like mushrooms, though. Well, I can't remember what it's called, though. I can't either. Um, all right. What is the most unexpected song in your playlist? And I have a little spiel for this one. Um, so we say unexpected song. Um, layman would, uh, lay people would say uh, guilty pleasure. But yeah. on B Side Ourselves, we don't believe in guilty pleasures. You can listen to whatever the fuck you want to. And, um, you know, even if it's Nickelback, you can listen. If you like Nickelback, that's that's cool to me. That's, that's on you. If you get enjoy it, <laughs> if you if you enjoy it. So, um, what's the yeah? So, what's the most unexpected song on your playlist? First off, just want to say you two are my favorite people in the entire world because I totally agree about the guilty pleasure thing. I got a lot of pleasures, ain't none of them guilty. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I got listen to what I want. Anyway, most unexpected song. Uh, this one is bizarre for I just said job for a cowboy and against me and spite and everything like that. This was a single by a boy band in the 2000s that was played on Radio Disney a lot. And it was called Juliet. It was by a group called LMNT. And the song, uh, I'll, I'll sing a bit of it. I'm not a good singer, but here we go. The chorus is just like, I think you're fine. You really blow my mind. Maybe someday you and me can run away. I just want you to know I want to be your Romeo. Hey Juliet, it's terrible, and I've heard I that song love before. it. Yeah, I love that song. I bump that shit so heavy. Like, I'll, I'll be in the shower. You know, we go from death metal to black metal to 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 something crazy, and I'm like, oh my gosh! And then Juliet by LMNT has to come up next. And so, I I love that song, and it will get in my head for days on end. So I'm very I, careful about when I listen to it. <laughs> I just looked at a picture of LMNT. The lead singer, or I guess not lead singer, their boy band, but the one dude has curly blonde hair and looks like a very bad knockoff of JT back in the day. Oh, yeah. LMNT was like great value in sync. Yeah. <laughs> but they had like one song, so. We don't need in sync. We have in sync at home. <laughs> exactly. In fact, this wasn't even like, it wasn't even like great value in sync. It was like great value 98 degrees. Like it wasn't even a good knockoff. I think yeah. 98 degrees is great value in sync. <laughs> um, no, that's together. The MTV mock up. Do you remember that? The mockumentary TV show yeah. about a boy band and together. I think I think it was together. just two. I think the band was just called Together. Oh, with a but, two. 
What about O Town? You guys remember O Town? Oh yeah, yeah. O Town was uh, <laughs> O Town has one of the best one of their one of their hit songs, "All or Nothing at All." It's like one of the best uh, pop songs ever written from that era. I'm a, I'm actually a big '90s pop. Uh, I'm not wearing my Spice Girl shirt, ironically. Um, I'm I I like Boys or I like uh, uh, Backstreet Boys the best, and then. Um, NSYNC's all right, but Backstreet Boys is better, I think. So I, I except, would agree. I like Backstreet Boys a lot better than NSYNC. We actually that, did an episode on No Strings Attached. Yeah, we realized did. that everything really? besides the singles is terrible. Yeah, that does not shock me. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I will say I'm sad to learn recently that, um, you know, uh, Brian Luttrell is a QAnon, but otherwise, um, <gasps> you didn't know that. Really? I, I mean, he hasn't that. come out and said it, but like, if you look at his his wife's social media posts, are fucking wild. Oh, so, no. yeah, but um, you know, it's all good. Um, no, it's so. not. <laughs> well, no, you know, I you can listen to him and just don't, you know, uh, you know, I don't know, buy uh, buy something else. Don't uh, don't it's support the brand them new debate all over. Yeah, there you yeah. Go. yeah, amen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Okay, last one. Um, okay. What is your perfect concert lineup? Three to five musicians, bands, artists, living or dead, any era. This one I think was harder than any other question. This one like I spent the most time thinking of. Um, I go to a lot of concerts. I love live music. So I wanted, I wanted to narrow this down to bands I've never seen before that I've always okay. wanted to. Um, and I picked five because that's all I could narrow down yeah. to. Yeah. So the fifth one, the, the opener of the act, is this band called Set to Stun. Um, they only put out one album in like 2015, but they are, I think, one of the most talented bands I've ever heard. It was like if Coheed and Cambria had a baby with like misery signals. So it was like, there's a lot of high-pitched um, singing and crazy like weedle, weedle, weedle guitars, but then there's breakdowns and screaming. And it, it was this like incredible balance. And that band just like became, they, they broke up and they got forgotten because nobody really knew who they were they have one album and i would make the argument is one of the most beautiful masterpieces of the past 20 years of music so set to stun everyone check them out number four uh the next band would be protest the hero uh protest the hero is one of my favorite bands but i've never seen them um uh, they i live in utah and i don't think they've come here very much <laughs> so uh i would love to see protest the hero someday i think they're insanely talented and uh i don't think that band's ever put out a bad song in their life. Um, also, just a side note, the singer from Protest the Hero follows me on TikTok. And when I found out, I about, I almost pooped in the turnstile pit because <laughs> it was just, it was a mind-blowing revelation that day. Uh, the next band would be Let Live. Uh, I don't know if you guys listen to Let Live. Oh, yeah. We've I've seen, seen them. them. Yeah, I've seen them. Oh, my gosh. Talk about, okay. I love the music scene. I love the alternative music scene. I think the way Let Live went un underappreciated for so long is like a crime that we all need to pay for our sins. Because Let Live, I think, is one of the most talented bands in a long time. One of the most creative bands. You guys have seen them. You know, they're insane live. Jason yeah. Butler used to do the wildest crap on the world in, in their concerts. And their music actually could hold up. There's a lot of bands they go crazy, you know, that their live performances are wild. They like throwing stuff around, but the music can kind of suck and they need their live performances to make up for that. I think Let Live had the perfect balance of their music is actually really well-written and interesting, but also he's nuts and, and everything went crazy. But when Let Live broke up, 
I remember feeling like a family member died because I had never seen them live. And I was really waiting for like, oh, you know, this will be the next chance. And then they broke up and I was like, I'll never get to see Let Live. And it like ripped my heart out of my chest because I loved that band. So they're the next band to play at this perfect show I'm attending. Um, Chris, are you aware that Set to Stun uh, Twitter says new album 2021? No. Yes. Oh. (gasps) This is the best day of my life. Yeah, he's so happy. He's so happy, listeners. See, yeah. Let Live broke up, but Septa Stun's making new music. <laughs> That's rad. Okay, sick. Okay, sorry. C- no, continue. you're fine. Who I'm did... in such a great mood right now. Yeah. Who Septa did we see with Let Live? Was it Trio or was it Sum Forty One? Or who did we we saw? It, it wasn't Sum Forty One because I don't think I've seen Sum Forty One. I've I think trio. I've seen them more than once. I only saw him once, but it was a great show. But I can't remember who the... the... I, I can't believe Alkaline Trio would play with Let Live. They well, played with, they... Let Live played with uh, Taking Back Sunday a while ago. That's who it was. Yep. Was That's it? who it was. And this that was one... a long time ago, though. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that was a lot longer than I realized. <laughs> yeah. That was probably, yeah. what, like six years ago? Seven years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah and that's totally the... That's, that's totally the tour. We, yeah, we went to that. To, I mean, Danny and I have literally seen Taking Back Sunday probably every time they've come, except for the last tour. That's um, awesome. But I'm sad I didn't see them recently because they're playing with Thursday, and I feel like I fell back in love with Thursday recently. Oh, Thursday. Then, I know. I love Thursday. I was talking to a couple of friends um, just recently, a couple of my vinyl friends that like I have in real life as well. And uh, um, we were talking about that there's, like, there's so many bands that – a lot of, and I sound like an old person, but there's a lot of kids that don't realize half of the music they listen to is credited to like three bands for existing. And I think Thursday is one of those bands. Like if Thursday didn't exist, so much music wouldn't exist because they were so influential on some, like Glassjaw is another one. So a lot of kids don't listen to Glassjaw and it's like, that's insane. Glassjaw is the thing for most of the music you listen to. Anyway. Yep, I agree. Yeah, Thursday <laughs> rules. Taking back Sunday rules. Yeah. Glass jaw rules too. Glass jaw rules. Oh, my concert. Sorry. <laughs> um, Let Live plays. The next band to play, this just shows that I'm an emo kid that never grew up. Uh, I've always wanted to see Bring Me the Horizon. And I actually love that band. Uh, Bring Me the Horizon has, of course, done a lot of things over the years stylistically. They are known for changing genres every album, but I would love to see them. However, uh, Bring Me the Horizon had an incident happen in Salt Lake City in about 2010, I believe. And they swore to never come back. And they never have come back. So I get that. There's a lot of bands that won't play Detroit anymore. So mm-hmm. like I'll see them play Chicago and then Toledo. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Don't play Detroit. It's bullshit. Yeah. In fact, I'll, I'll just, I swear it'll take 30 seconds to tell the story of why they don't play here anymore. Um, they were on tour, I believe, with Parkway Drive. And they were playing Salt Lake City. And in their very first song, um, you know, this is sort of like a kind of eye roll of a thing for me. But a lot of dudes in scene bands, when they see a fight happening, they love to stop the music and say, hey, stop that fighting. You know, this is a fun place. And in Salt Lake City, that happened during the opening song. There's a, a kind of bigger guy and he was pushing a girl who was next to him. The band stops in the middle of their opening song and says, hey, stop that right now. And they try to do like a tough guy attitude and they say, oh, you know, you think you're so tough? Come up here and fight me. Well, the guy did. 
this big, massive guy jumped the barricade and grabbed Ollie, their singer, and tackles him to the ground. And he starts swinging at every other band member. So what the guitarist almost like uses his guitar as a weapon. You can watch the whole thing on YouTube. It's crazy. And uh, they start beating the shit out of each other. And the band all got taken away. And they didn't play the rest of the show. And they swore that they'd never come back to Salt Lake City again. Oh, and they never that's have. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. That's not the story I was expecting. <laughs> I got into Bring Me the Horizon way late. Like, I, I knew who they were. I've listened to some songs. But that's the spirit is what kicked me into them. Oh, nice. And then everything they've done since I've loved. And I, I've gone back. And I do love Supple Sempaternal or whatever. And There is yeah. Hell. So, yeah, I like. I really like Bring Me the Horizon. And I like, I'm OG Bring Me the Horizon since the first album is when I got into them. And I, I love that band. I think they're great. And same thing. Like, I, I've heard lots of people criticize the fact that they've changed their genre so much. I think it's genius. I do too. Like, the, the more people you can appeal to, the more audience you're going to get. That's why a lot of their people that made music around the same time are still playing clubs and Bring Me the Horizon's playing arenas and playing the biggest festivals on the planet. Because they can play deathcore and they can play pop in the same concert. Genius. Genius. And then the last band to play that concert of my dream is The Cure. The Cure is one of my favorite bands. And uh, I would want to see them in like 1993 of The Cure, right after Wish came out. Because that's when I think the downslope started happening, of my opinion, of their music. So I would love to be able to see early 90s. Uh, version of the cure because i love that band they're one of my favorite bands i i could go on and on about how much that band means to me uh but you know now now that they're just like old guys i don't really have that much interest in making an effort to see them i would see them if they still came around but it wouldn't be the same nah like the, i saw them play their like rock and roll hall of fame induction and it was fine but robert smith still puts on makeup and he's what like 60 something so it was kind of like a, yeah, but I'd also love to see them. Like same thing. If they, if they came near me, near my hometown or even a state close, I'd be like, Oh yeah, I'll go see the care. Yeah. So I guess I shouldn't I tell it. you, I guess I shouldn't tell you. I saw kiss on Gene Simmons, 72nd birthday. Then if we're talking about old guys, putting makeup on <laughs> Gene Simmons. He's a funny one, isn't he? Yeah. I would see Alice Cooper, I, and he still puts on makeup. If, if Alice Cooper was Alice playing... Alice Cooper rules. Yeah. Part of the gimmick. He was just in Detroit, Alice Cooper. Yeah, and the, but well, The they... Cure, that's his gimmick. Like, Robert Smith always looks yeah. like a frizzled, crazy old lady with bags. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love The Cure, dude. I, I, I think it's so great. That was the one record store day. It was like years and years ago i was in chicago and i waited outside in line because i want i hate picture discs but it was the only one it was like the greatest hits picture disc i was like i'm waiting in line i want that album yeah man i don't i don't hate pictures but i don't love picture discs but i have like three for the cure (laughs) so well that's all they put out oh yeah there's only one vinyl for the cure i still don't have and that's wish because those are impossible to find they've never repressed it since the 80s and so finding records for that one's really hard Hmm. That's wild. But I have every other one that I love, so cool. so it would be it would be, it would be an interesting concert to see Let Live Bring Me the Horizon set to stun and protest the hero play with the cure. <laughs> headlining cure. <laughs> yeah, headlining. Yeah. I would go. Yeah. yeah be fun. Sounds like fun. All right. Um, so do we 
Chris, we've had you on for a really long time. Um, the last thing we do is a like a weekly rewind, a uh, little bit of like uh, news and 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 um, music recommendations. Um, do you want to stay on? Sometimes we don't make guests stay on for that because we've kept them long enough already. But if you want to, or if you have, and if you have um, like anything new that you'd like to recommend, you, you're more than welcome to stay. I just I looked at the timer and it says it's almost been two hours, and I was like, oh, I know. so. I'd love to stay on if that's cool. You guys yeah, are no, like totally. No, yeah. By the way, yeah. No, I was excited to have you. I want you. Yeah, as I just want to make sure we weren't yeah, keeping you guys are great. That's all. No, no, I'm great with it. Okay, cool. So whoa, 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 whoa. weekly rewind. Um, Josh, first off, did you hear? Speaking of state champs, their cover of Chicago's so, two years ago. Yes. It's fine. Ah, it's I, yeah. It is actually just fine. when <laughs> when <laughs> I. Cover songs are interesting because, like, sometimes you can do a cover song and you make it completely your own and it's garbage. And then sometimes you can make it completely your own and it's awesome, like Johnny Cash's version of Hurt. Or, and then sometimes you can do a song and it sounds exactly the same and it's fine. And then sometimes it's like, why did you do it? I mean, it's not bad, but I'm just like, but why though? It's, just listen to they didn't do, it wasn't different enough to make you want to listen to it over the original the but, but and i'm also so biased this is like this is probably my favorite song on that album so it's like you the know the thing is we're old and remember there are emo kids right now that have never heard that album that are like what is this song and then they're gonna go back and listen to it i hope so yeah then, i just wanted to bring that one up then they're gonna be like all songs. these newfound glory clones we listen to are aren't as good as the the original pop punk that came out in there <laughs> 10 years ago, 15 years ago. So, yeah. Sure. Speaking. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. All right. First off, I have Tom Morello with Bring Me the Horizon. Hmm, who would have thought? Mm. It's all right. It's, I mean, I'll still enjoy it because I like everything Ollie's been doing lately. Let's do a little clip. I don't know what Tom Morello really brings to it. It just kind of sounds like a rage song sung by Bring Me the Horizon. Then we got a hardcore song. Fit for an autopsy. So that song's called Far From Heaven. I like that. I'm going to go through these quick because we've been doing so long. Here's a pop punk song by a band called Calling All Captains. It's Wasted. And then here's Not a hip hop song by Payday, which is this like white girl rapper that I just found out about with Danny Brown, which I really love Danny Brown already. I want to right here. It's about vampires. Yeah. And then so I give Marceline from Adventure Time did a rap song instead of like absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Then I have two songs for what the fuck. Uh, I like Coldplay and I actually like the BTS stuff that's been coming out. But this is the most boring song I've ever heard. The new My Universe song that has both of them on it. It's so repetitive. And the fact that we can't be together because 
It honestly doesn't sound that bad, Danny. It's, it, I was it's expecting to hate it. But. Song. It's just so repetitive. And I think both of these players have been putting out actually pretty good stuff lately. So I feel like I was yeah. expecting something huge from BTS and Coldplay. And then the new Guns N' Roses songing is a joke. <laughs> Speaking of like, I guess, trying to copy Alice Cooper and being an old rock band talking about high school. Yeah, Guns N' Roses. That was a lot. Oh, and I wanted to bring this up. It, it's not the same at all, but the intros remind me of each other. Oh, yeah. I already know where you're going. Yeah. Mm. Support for Capital. They're not the same, but whenever I hear that Turnstile song, I'm like, oh, this sounds like Capital I, Cities. Paraphrase I meant to there. say it, but it, it was giving me Reading Rainbow vibes. When, Ooh, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> so... So that was my suggestions and my two what the fucks. I only um I only have one thing one song to add. Uh Amber Lynn's new song Two Graves was pretty sweet. Um and then uh I wanted to touch on Angels and Airwaves release. Oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah. this week. Um it's fine. I have it pre ordered. You already got your your uh your variant. Mine yep. is somewhere in with USPS. Uh, it's it's good, but my two gripes are: Tom, make music that sounds different. Like I can't, I couldn't even tell you what music is what from what album because everything sounds the same. Tom, I love you. Just make something that sounds different. And also, um, why did you release the entire album almost before it? Came? Like there were like eight singles on an album with like eleven songs. Yeah, and, three or four are not that great. The singles are great, the ones we've heard. And he the the thing that's even funnier about the singles is the album dropped on 924 and the last single dropped on 922. So he dropped yeah. another single two days before. I'm like, so, what are what are, what are you doing? I mean AFI so, did that with bodies. Like things they certainly came did. Out. What about yeah. you, Chris? You got anything that came out this week that you're like, this is great? Absolutely. Uh, two songs. One is by a band called CU Space Cowboy, which is one of my favorite bands. And they have a song called Misinterpreting Constellations. It is fantastic if you are into like older metalcore that sounds like MySpace Screamo days. And uh, they're just a bomb. And then my number one favorite band, Whitechapel, put out a new song uh, called A Blood Soaked Symphony. And it is also fantastic. Whitechapel put out a new song? They certainly did. They have a new album coming out. Well, Hold on, I want to put it on because I want to hear it. Okay. The, the people need to hear it. The people need to hear it. You might, you might want to skip, yeah. Talk about uh, taking deathcore to a place it's never been before with more melody and less insanity. I liked it. Cool. Yeah. I liked been... the music. Like the, yeah. the, the instrumentation was good. Yeah. yeah. So, Chris, 
uh, I had I had one other thing I was going to mention in mine, and I, I I'm wondering I would just what your your thoughts on um, as someone who likes metal and like hard harder music, but also has a pre- obviously appreciates pop sensibilities. What are your thoughts on the band Ghost? I love Ghost. Hell I yeah! Ghost. Hell yeah! I, I have Ghost I think- too. I think okay. Ghost gets a lot of hate because it does sound like, you know, crazy Scooby-Doo music. I'm not I'm not delusional. I do realize it could be used in a commercial, but uh, I think Ghost musically is a lot better than people that have never tried to give it a chance. I do think it can be a little bit cringy visually. It is a little bit like a, ooh, we're about the devil. Like, that's fine. But like the music of Ghost, I mess with very heavy. I like them a lot. Same, and they're touring, and they're also posting um, cryptic things. So I think we're getting an album or a single sometime here yeah, very shortly. They, they, they love the cryptic, awful, weird messages, and they're going on tour with Volbeat. So that'll be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, well, and the so I'm I don't I I the way Volbeat's uh, vowels hit, I can't stand. Um, their music is fine, but they're I just. I, I can't do it. And but the the opener is this satanic duop group called Twin Temple. Oh and yeah, it's I like love. wild. I, I yeah, I've listened to a little weird. bit. I love it already. Um, although unlike Ghost, they seem like they might be actual Satanists. Yeah. Um, whereas Ghost is so. When I always remind people when they're like, "Who? Like this is one of my favorite bands. They're a Swedish satanic like metal band." And and then I'm like, but I remind people, I'm like, but they're from they're from um you know scandinavia where like most of the people are atheist and so it's like it's like if uh they don't they don't believe satan exists so it's like making songs about the boogeyman it's not like you know so i I heard him in an interview call it hollywood satanism yeah it's just like it's about visuals it's about a gimmick and which is fine let the kids have their gimmick yeah i i love i love a good gimmick so i'm i'm cool with it me too i'm all for gimmick bands we talked about my g- gimmicky love for Ice Nine Kills. I'll never get over <laughs> yeah. it. Do yeah. you like Ice Nine Kills? Oh, he does. I love Ice Nine Kills. They're one of my so favorites. Excited. They're the best. We're doing a an episode album drop when the new one comes out. It's yeah. part of our October Shock Rock. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm excited to listen to it. Yeah, that album's going to be great. I'm excited. Yeah, talk about gimmicks. That's all that band is now, which I'm fine with. Let them have it. It's great. It works. I'm a horror movie fan, and I like the yeah, exactly. And- the, the only problem with Ice Nine Kills is I think if you don't like horror movies, I have a friend that likes their band, but he doesn't like horror movies. So he's like, I don't know what the songs are about. And it's always like, I get why you wouldn't like it then. Because when you know what the songs are about, you go, oh, there's rules. Yeah. Like, I lost yep. my shit the first time I heard the Jaws song. I was like, oh, that one's God. so good. That's yeah. my hardcore, one. like, doo, 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 doo. yeah, dude. I've been an Ice Nine fan forever. And then when they put out the Silver Scream, I was like, this is incredible. You got it on vinyl? Of course, yeah. Okay, good. I, I have everything they've done on vinyl, yeah. I can't wait. I pre-ordered it. I'm excited for that to come, too. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'll, even just the singles they put out, I'm like, this is going to be rad. Yeah. The American Psycho song was okay, but the Chucky song I love, and then I really yeah. love the Resident Evil song, so... And I think the Resident Evil song was my least favorite one. It was really? still good. Yeah, I, I loved it, but I thought it was the most, like, like radio rock oh, yeah. song for them. And so yeah. I loved, I loved the American Psycho song "Hit to Be Scared" because I was like, "This is like metalcore kids are gonna love this." Yeah. 
All right. It's been two hours. Chris, this has been yes. a pleasure. I've always wanted to talk to you in person. So thank awesome. you guys. This has been so much fun. Yeah. And you're um, obviously, you know, your shit and you have, uh, you know, yeah, you're, it's been very fun talking to you. You're more than welcome to come on anytime. We'll definitely have you back. So. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I want to come back. Cool. Take well, us out, thank Danny. You. Yeah. Thank you for listening to another episode of Beside Ourselves. It's time to flip the record over. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Beside Ourselves. Beside Ourselves is written and recorded by Danny Lowens and Josh Schramm. Beside Ourselves is available on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. You can follow and interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at B underscore side pod. If you have an album or music topic you want us to cover on a future episode, be sure to slide into those DMs and let us know. The intro music for today's show is by Possession1981, and the outro music is by Former Critics.